Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to our humble abode, the Thunderdale, on this Monday, July 10th, 2023. This sports program starts right now. Sports are happening. Hey, home run derby tonight. All star game tomorrow. Espies on Wednesday. Great time. Hope you had a fantastic weekend. A lot happened. We will dive into all of it. Uh, the Toxic Table is here at Ty Schmidt, at Boston Connor, and at Boston Connor's Mullet. Looking great after a good weekend in Indy, I heard. Yeah, unbelievable weekend. You know, Indiana, sometimes I do just hit the ball out of the Whoa. park, and they did this weekend. You know, I got to experience a lot of different things. Went to the PXG store, one of the nicest places I've ever been in in my entire life. Mm-hmm. Absolutely first class from all parties not only the gear not only you know the hats they had but the people working there were incredibly polite they they were quick we were in and out it it really was a fantastic weekend so it sounds like you just uh went out of your way to say a lot of things there what's that indiana oh it was certainly a weekend i never thought (laughs) yes i'll never forget i've heard stories from downtown boys all morning about you guys having a blast we did that's what i've heard i heard heard live music was happening unbelievable they were dancing get some Son, everybody, okay. yeah. drinks, yeah. So I like the fact that you said, you know what, that PXG story is fantastic because it is. Yeah, it's, it stood out when I'm when. Sounds you know. like you you did not you did not believe a lot of the things you were saying there, though. No, I, I mean I, I was told things that uh, about you know the story in particular. My, my friend said, you know, it kind of it took him a while to get his stuff and to check out. And I said, whoa, slow your roll, buddy. That is not the PXG store that I've been to because it was. Perfect. Okay. Well, I appreciate you forcing a PXG plug in there at the Love beginning. Hey, and I know PXG week. will be very thankful. It is Tahoe week. I can't wait to get out there, man. Yeah. I'm, pumped. I'm very, very excited. I've been putting in a little bit of work in that golf simulator upstairs. Mm-hmm. In that full swing simulator upstairs, mm-hmm. I've been putting in some work. I appreciate full swing too. Yeah. yeah. They, they've gotten in and been like, yeah. hey, how do we help? How oh, yeah. can we they help? What do you fix need? That thing. Fix it. Yeah. They have been fantastic. So the golf world has welcomed us with open arms. At Tone Diggs, one half of the hammer. Dad, Cowboys. I don't know if you saw it. Miz was uh, plus. Yeah, plus 250,000. To win, you know, with numbers and odds that big, you almost have to sprinkle a little bit of yeah, change on that, don't you? I think don't- you have to because when you. When you dress as good as he does on the golf course mm-hmm. and the approach and the setup and just the whole kind of how he goes about playing the game, you know, he's got to eventually find it. Now, did he come in dead last last year? No, Robert Griffin did. Yeah, triple hey, six. He's been having a home run hitting. We got a derby tonight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what we were calling Robert Griffin's social media, right? Yeah. yeah. I think it's a home run derby. Ganger after dialed Ganger. in on track and field. But, I mean, Miz will get sprinkled on. You know, I, I'm just excited to bet on it because, you know, I love betting on everything and there's not a lot going on right now. Obviously, baseball is on a break. All right, so let me tell you this, and I know okay. you're a contrarian, and you like to bet the books no. and read the books and everything like that. Mm-hmm. You Warren Sharp's book. Do not spe- – exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, Tony's yep. already read it front, front to back. To back I didn't like times. the shot he took at the Colts and his response to Diana Rossini, which I appreciate Diana Rossini using his book and her thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, Warren Sharp literally wrote the book of football. There you yeah. go. But the shot at the horses, there was no, no, no reason. Now, I will say this, though. Tone likes to do all the contrarian stuff. Sure. Mm-hmm. So he'll say, yeah, plus 250000 How could you not just sprinkle sure. a little bit on there? Right. Don't bet on the Miz. He sucks at golf. <laughs> He's so okay. bad. But he has worked so hard. He had lessons from Ricky Fowler a week ago. Wow. Xander Shoffley yep. a week mm-hmm. ago. Jeez. He lives on a golf course. He's been golfing like three to four times a week for the last, I don't know, five, six months. Okay. And he just said last week on his Instagram, it's broken. Oh, yeah, no. not good. Oh. Everything he's worked on has basically just been forgot. 
the guy doesn't have it anymore. I don't know what the deal is. The Miz is incredibly talented at everything he yes. does. You put a microphone in his hand, you're going to want to listen. Crushes. You're, you're going to want to do it. He's been wrestling in WWE for so long, very rarely misses a day because he's in such great shape. Mm -hmm. He focuses on golf all in. I'm afraid, though, that that guy's never going to be able to fucking hit a golf ball good. Yeah, really. It's does. a real, he loves it. Mm -hmm. He wants it. Mm -hmm. He's a great guy, too. Want the best for him. I don't know about great guy. I was going to say, oh, really? He's a good guy. Yeah, you saw Sometimes. Him. He was kind of. You know, he's kind of a coward down there at WrestleMania. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he pumps his gums and he's got tiny balls, but, I mean, that doesn't mean he's not a great guy. Yeah, valid. You're right. 100% yeah. right. Shouldn't take away from the goodness of yeah. a man there just because he's got little itty-bitty balls. Uh -huh. and mm -hmm. Every once in a while, he starts speaking out of pocket and acts like a coward every yeah. once Five, in a while. Browns fan. Yeah, he, from Ohio. Yeah. Doesn't mean he's not a good guy. You're right. He is a good guy. Do not bet on him. The people <laughs> to bet on, though, like... Tony Romo's going to want this. Yeah. He's the yeah. He is the favorite. Steph Curry's going to want this. Big time. Mm -hmm. well, Joe Pavelski. What? I mean, I saw him. I yeah, saw I don't. Him. I don't know if I'm comfortable betting on Steph Curry. I hope he goes out there and plays what. But I just after watching the match, I just don't know how he can. It's Romo and Marty Fish, who are the favorites. Well, Marty Fish has been chirping a little bit on the internet at me. Yeah. He needs yeah. not worry about top forty players. Mm -mm. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Which is what my goal is. My goal is top forty this year. Mm -hmm. All right, top fifty obviously is something that uh, I should be shooting for yes second time in this but i want to i've been saying top 30 so i've negotiated with myself mm -hmm, feels like top 40 is the right expectation here and i won't leave miserable and i will at least feel good about the whole next year though we're going top 10 you yep. have to okay next yep. year we're trying to go top 10 this year though top 40 we've we've learned a lot about golf over the last month and a half yeah in that full swing simulator mm -hmm. these pxgs and yes they are our official partner Love. Yeah. Yep. in the golf right. world. Let's go. Hell yeah. Uh, that's right. Come on. We announced that last week. That's hilarious. Yes. Huge. That should not be happening for us. We're very thankful. But these PXGs are so forgiving. They're like, they're a tag team partner down there almost. Mm -hmm. I'm hitting it off the head of the fucking club and off the heel of the club. Mm -hmm. And it's still, you so know, go, go, still holding go, its line. Still going in the direction. So if I'm not searching for balls yeah. and behind trees and everything like that, what an advantage that is yeah. for how good of a time I'm going to have golfing. Yes. Right. And if I'm going to have a good time golfing, normally I'm going to do probably better when I'm having a good time. So I think the PXGs are making me feel better, mm -hmm. more confident, have a better time, which ipso facto should make me a better golfer and has made me a better golfer on the simulator. We're not 100% sure, though. <laughs> no. When we get out on grass. We touched grass last week. We touched grass one other time. So I've, this will be my third time on a course this year. Yep. Mm -hmm. That's an aggressive decision. Tony Romo lives at a golf course. He That's does. Golf's every other day. But the you, Miz lives at a golf course. But sure. you don't need to do a two and a half, three hour, you know, calisthenic warm up to get your back going before the start of the round. That's what Romo has to do. You go in there, you get a good range session, and you're fucking off to the races. You're yep. off and running. We go. Remember last time I walked 18 holes? Mm hmm. Last year at this tournament. Sure, that's right. Didn't we say we were going to work on that? And here we are three days out. We didn't work on that one time. No, no chance. You, you did the treadmill. What do you mean? Stairmaster. In, in between half of yeah. your every other shot, though, you would go down, do the Stairmaster or the treadmill. No, I didn't do any of that. Foxy what? was the one doing that. Yeah, no way. We I were did, never going to do that. I fast. did Stairmaster, then I golfed. <laughs> like, but I haven't done Stairmaster a week and a half. I decided I'm not doing that anymore. Sure. Yeah, but you mm. broke your shoes in. Bingo. I'm not gonna have blisters. And That's your, huge. And your fucking you didn't put your your knee in the figure four. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I didn't twist it up on the cement. Yeah, on the that. cement. Yep. And you figure out how to putt. Done butter. And you're properly jocked now. Yeah. And 
AJ Hawk is going to be there. Mm-hmm. So he'll motivate me. Yeah, and you absolutely. have PXGs. PXGs are going to help, bro. Yes. I think so. Andre, I assume you're not going to get let the Lake Tahoe beat up your gooch this year, too. Well, that's the thing. That's inevitable. Because I'm going to have to get out on those waters to patrol them a little bit. Yep. Mm-hmm. Especially if there's a jet ski option sure. sitting right on the beach mm-hmm. that is right near the water that Ryan Hawk beats the shit out of that wakes me up in my room that I'm in. Every morning. So I'm going to have to get out there and patrol maybe those waters. Ski. Yeah, you know, like 5 a.m. maybe, 4 a.m. <laughs> when it's glass. Sure. Lake Tahoe so big. At altitude. It's massive. So I don't know what else. Those waves get real deal. Yeah. They get real job. deal waves. Mm-hmm. So you're right. I'll learn from that. Sure. I'm not going to fucking go do that. Yeah, maybe bring like one of those bike seats that are mesh that, that kind of soften everything up, and then you could just tape that to your gooch. So when you ride on the jet ski, yeah, like, you're not actually like hitting a, it. Like a pad, but just like with metal. Bingo. Yeah. Because adding metal in between the jet ski yeah. seat mm-hmm. and my particular area yeah. is probably the right play. No, yeah. no, no. I'm like, talking about the mesh pads that you put onto the metal I got bike be- I got better news for you. Okay. They make bike shorts that just come in. It's like a girdle. Bike. There it is. Okay, so I'm wearing a girdle with pads on the... Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And you slide the butt mm-hmm. pad down. You should wear Chris gooch. Angel's fucking pants. Maybe some hockey pants. We'll get you some hockey yeah. pants. Oh, there we, we go. go. Okay. Get some hockey pads while you're out there. So we got three days until we get out there. (laughs) Uh, Let's go ahead and get all that in order. The boys are going to be doing play-by-play and color commentary of the round on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and YouTube shorts. All on Instagram stories. Obviously, on Twitter, I believe it'll be a thread. Mm -hmm. On TikTok, I know nothing about it. But no it'll idea. get figured out over what, there. What about? And on YouTube, it'll be... <laughs> I do know a little bit about it, I guess. I've been told. Right. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, that, we've all kind of been told, I guess. Knew that but on the long. YouTube shorts, too, is where we'll be uploading live from the course. The boys will be doing commentary. Cannot wait to hear what comes out of your guys' mouth and how yeah. that whole thing goes. Yeah, very excited. Obviously, the Thursday round, I'm assuming, is going to be with Aaron again with you and AJ. Friday will be, yes. Yeah, Friday, excuse me. And then Saturday and Sunday. It'll be cool to see where we're sitting that as far as ranking goes because that's going to determine a lot on who you're going to be playing with and who we're kind of going to be following too. Yeah, because we played with Miles Teller last year that yep. was fresh off of uh, Top, Top Gun. Doing yeah. the rooster dance. That was like his... Um, he said this not me, so I'm not taking a shot. He's all, obviously always been famous, mm-hmm. but that was his first time out in public after being like Top Gun movie famous. The guy. Oh, yeah. yeah, he was... At his apex. Yeah, he had a great crowd... And he had great vibes yes. throughout the entire time. He was lucky. To, I, we were lucky to pay, uh, play golf with him. Now, we did have a disagreement with Miles Teller going into that. That's yeah, right. And I'm happy it got squashed. Me too. It seems like he's a fucking great dude. Great dude. And, I mean, please, you've watched Top Gun Maverick more than anybody in the entire country. Yeah, and you know what I mean? It's what my dad would have done. Exactly. He says Bingo. it again. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I mean, it's a, yep. it's a really... He's talent. He, is he really talent. is. Guy's he is a talent. talent. That uh, ma- is talent. not the mafia. The Sopranos show, right on Paramount Plus. It was Godfather. 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 Yeah. What was it also called? Great. The Runner. No. Oh, oh, uh, the Offer. The, the offer. offer. There it is. There it is. Yeah. Great. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. So I'm excited to see him again. But playing with him to your point. That's a big deal who that person is. Mm-hmm. Big time. Especially if you guys are going to be doing boom from now where the fans are standing. You're not getting any special treatment. No, 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 no. no. no, no. Just where the fans. Anybody could be doing mm-hmm. what yeah. you guys exactly. are about to do. And we hope we'll see some people out there. Obviously, come see us. We'll be having a blast. But you guys will be doing that. If it's somebody who we get along with and know and has a good personality, yeah. can really start. You know what I mean? Turn oh, yeah. it up a little. Yeah. Come yeah. on. We had Rob Riggle. 
awesome. on Sunday. He was fantastic. Yep. He was taking golf real serious, though. He was, yeah. He was locked in for the entire round. Like he was. So your guys' shits might not be, and my shit was not necessarily welcomed at all times. Sure. We and by he wasn't being rude to us, but me just reading the room, there was a couple times where I'm like, don't need to say what I'm about to say to Rob Riggler right now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Don't need to quote a movie that I've heard him yell in mm-hmm. yeah, right now. Yeah. Do an oorah for Travis him. Kelsey right. was right around your score last year. That'd be a good That'd time. That'd be nice. Josh was right. Vrabel was he right. He knows around. the lay of the land out there, too. Travis Kelsey's been there a long yeah. time, so he's really comfortable on some of those holes. Like, it gets, like 17 is the one where everybody's on the water mm-hmm. and they're in the beach mm-hmm. and on their boats and shit R3. like that. It's odd. It's awesome. Very. It is an awesome. But I don't know uh-huh. how to operate it. Like... I see these videos of people hucking footballs into the yeah. into the water and into boats and stuff like that. And I'm like, where are you getting these footballs from? And then once I got there, the only footballs that I was getting handed to me had markers on them from kids yes. that were throwing them out to me. And I catch them and sign them. I'm like, I'm so I'm supposed to just and it's a little kid that threw it to me. It's like I gotta throw it back to this kid, I think. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I, I don't know how to operate over there. Yeah. Then who's whose beers am I allowed to drink? Who am That's I? That's a good everyone? question. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. So Travis Kelsey understands how to operate mm-hmm. those operations, yes. right? Which is would be great. He would be a great third yeah. if me and AJ were able to play again together, which I I hope we'll be able to do. Yeah, assuming you guys will be right around. I do fear you might pass him a little bit, depending on. I how. don't think so. AJ's working. Yeah, he, he's heard everything that I've done. Yep, absolutely. He's seen mm-hmm. everything about PXG. He has been in. Remember, his sim's in his basement. Yep. True. So he can sneak mm-hmm. down there. You know, he wakes up at five a.m. That's right. Yeah. Who says he's not waking up at four thirty just to get some. You know, play 18 every day. And that psychopath would... He'd do it. 100%. He would do that. Yeah. Strictly so that whenever we get out there, he could hear us all call him a sandbagger and get mad. He goes, what? 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 Best Where? I've ever played. Never what? happens. You, you think I'm always doing this? No, I've been on course two times. It's like, okay. all right. Yeah. What if it's Erlacher and AJ and Erlacher Dudley drop some poor fan? Oh. Bro, the uh, 3D would be... That'd be a dream. incredible. Yes, it would. Mm-hmm. But I fear that Erlacher's like top ten in this. Yeah, thing. he's a player. He, he finished twenty third last year. Man, top okay. forty might not be attainable if Erlacher. Oh, no, definitely. If you look at who, who's good. who, who scored in uh, who's in the forties? They have that right around the forties. Uh, Larry Fitz, Alex Smith, Pat P. Okay, feel good about that. This guy's golf a lot. Those guys are all, yeah. a, a lot. lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's go. Mahomes and AJ were fiftieth. Okay, so maybe we do move that to top 50. Top 50. Maybe we move that to top 50. Yeah, top 50. Okay, so we're going top 50. Hell yeah. Hey, let's go. Why not? Patrick Mahomes is quote tweeted my morning round today uh, up in the sim. And he said, uh, swing looking nice. Please don't beat me this year, bro. Which I don't know if that was a reminder that I. I didn't beat him <laughs> yeah. last right. year. So right. it felt like. You know, it might have been in there. Who knows Sounds like his type of where he's coming from. But I do appreciate the fact that he says the swing looks nice. I think so, too. Yes. You know, it's a, it's, it's a short swing. John Rahm, little fee now. But I'm liking what I'm doing with the club right now. And, you know, we just watched Patrick Mahomes beat the shit out of the fucking NBA. Yeah. Out of Steph Curry. Mm-hmm. So I, I think you're pretty safe, Pat. I, I think... Uh, I think I'm probably going to be 20 or 30 guys behind you if I had to guess. But Patrick Mahomes has a par three in his backyard. He yeah, does. Exactly. Yeah, Boy, his sweet. house is incredible. Yeah. That's what, and you let a guy who's an athlete like Patrick Mahomes have the opportunity just to hit some balls at mm-hmm. night whenever you're hanging out with the wife or whatever. Like, he's going to pick it up. Oh, yeah. Patrick Mahomes. Oh, yeah. Patrick Mahomes is going to pick up golf. Uh, that is just naturally in his DNA. So he's only going to get better from probably what we just saw him. So. Hey, Patrick, if, if I'm in the ballpark of the Patrick Mahomes score, I will be honored, sir. Absolutely, Absolutely honored. Does he love football as much as 
Russ Wilson, though, because his field was not as big as Russ's field. That's a good point. Well, I think he's only working on, like, first 10, you know, because that's his. Yeah, right. Yep. When he's shaking around yeah, yeah, there, yeah. he's got to do it. Yeah. And they also, I, I saw a stat this weekend, the Chiefs had, like, only two touchdowns over 19 and a half yards passing-wise. Yeah, completion. Yeah. The yardage of average completion yardage for Patrick Mahomes is not that long. No. And I think the reason why we think that it's longer is because that motherfucker runs 40 yards this way. Yeah. So he's throwing 55-yard, five-yard completion. Exactly. You know, it's not mm-hmm. a bad little game plan. No, I mean, if they actually accounted for that, he would have thrown for like 12,000 yards last year. Yeah. But, yeah. You know, What's the deal? I don't know. It's a good question. That's just like punters. They don't count the yardage they should. behind They're the line of scrimmage. Exactly. Because I'm putting from 10 yards behind the line of scrimmage. So when they're like, that's a 45-yard ball, actually, that was a 55-yard ball. Thank well. you. When you see a 60-yarder, it's like, actually, that was a 70-yard bomb mm-hmm. that just took place. But field goal kickers get it from the spot. Yep. Where the ball was kicked. That's interesting. And I think it's because the ball was spotted there. So uh, they count it as where the ball is going to be. Because if they miss, that's where the team gets the ball right, as right. well. Because it was, But it's still bullshit. We need behind line of scrimmage punt yards counted. And we need behind line of scrimmage passing yards. Exactly. Mm-hmm. We want to know actual distance traveled. We have lasers in the thing. That's yeah, easy. Well, not punt yards now because we don't need asterisks. Okay. You're right. Especially not now. Yeah. Jeez, that would have been nice. Hey, just go back and change all ours. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's simple. That. Just it's go back and change all of our... Grandfathered in. That's what happens when you get older as a punter. You start stealing yards in the back. Mm-hmm. So you line up at like 14. Some guys line up 15, 14 and a half, 14. Depending on how long your stride is, normally about 10 yards is where you want to punt the ball at. So uh, I lined up at like 14 and a half, then I moved up to 14. And then if I see the, a good set, looks like guys are a little bit lazy, I'm moving up to 13. Nice. 12 and a half. Right. I'm punting that thing from seven and a half yards behind the line of scrimmage. It's like I just stole two and a half yards on that. So is that a 47-yard punt? No. That was a 49 and a half yard punt. Sounds a lot better mm-hmm. than a 47-yarder. And all I did was just steal it off the back end. And then all of a sudden, Tom McMahon would be like, what the fuck? You're going to hit a guy in the back of the fucking head. Okay. I'm like, well, guys look a little lazy, look a little comfortable. Yeah. Just try to steal some off the you back. You tell the long snapper that? What's that? That you're moving up a little bit? No. It helps him. I didn't know if he'd fucking... Fly it over your head if you're... No, I guess if you're closer, that wouldn't happen. On a roll. Yeah, it just comes faster. Yeah. Right, just... Boom. Matt Overton used to sling that thing. He's still playing. Still doing yeah. it, yeah. That's fucking unbelievable. You with the Cowboys still? He's the emergency long snapper right now. Yeah, he's a yeah. free agent right now. I, I think just waiting for a team's yep. probably long snapper to get hurt, and then bang, mm-hmm. he's on a team for another year. Yeah. He was on the Cowboys last year. Mm-hmm. A couple game winners he's yeah. out there doing it. Chargers, too. He had a little stint there as well. I don't know if he did both those teams last year or if that was the last two years. All right. So, anyways, Tahoe Week is this week. We're very thankful and pumped for it. Also, I do believe uh, I'm going to have a microphone at the ESPYs. Whoa. What? Hold the phone. Yeah. The ESPYs, ESPYs? Yeah, Wednesday night, the ESPYs. I believe I'll have a microphone at it. Holy shit. That's yeah. awesome. I do believe. For a uh, long period of time? Okay. Or what do we, what do we think? Or, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Or... I think it's pretty early. I think it's going to be pretty early okay. in the program. <clears throat> I think it's going to be good. Got a couple of days notice. Feel real good where we're at right now. Got a couple of days to kind of... Piece of things together. Ooh. I will have a microphone on Wednesday night at the ESPYs, and I'm honored for that. Hell yeah. I'm pumped for that. I'm thankful for that. And I can't wait for that. Because then immediately after that, we go right into Tahoe. What? Right. Then we got your guys' coverage all Friday, Saturday, into Sunday, maybe. Hell yeah. We're about to have a great fucking time. Let's go. Hell yeah. Girl. Let's go. Right, let's talk about some sports right now that aren't necessarily as positive. 
Northwestern football team. Oh. Holy hell. Yikes. This weekend, uh, student reporters basically put together an investigative report about what has been going on in the Northwestern football locker room, allegedly. Now, hazing is something that has taken place for a long, long time in a lot of different avenues of life. Not just in sports, but in other clubs and fraternities and sororities and other things that you join. There has been things throughout time where you had to accomplish this because everybody else has done this if you want to be a part of our club. A lot of it is in the past has been terrible. Brutal. Terrible, terrible. The stories I've heard about what people have had to do to join certain clubs or maybe what a team did to somebody in some other place that I wasn't at and I just kind of heard about. There has been some horrendous stories in the name of hazing Mm -hmm. so that people can feel as if they did everything everybody else did to become a member of a group. Hazing used to be something that was just kind of understood and not talked about. Then everybody kind of rounded up and said, what the fuck are we doing? Why are we... Mm -hmm. Why is this a thing? I was very lucky to never be a part of any teams that had hazing. Our high school soccer team, I guess I used to get, I got soccer balls, like kicked at me, okay, by some upperclassmen or whatever, but they didn't really have that strong of legs. So it wasn't (laughs) that big of a deal. Uh, But I think that was really the only time in my life that I've experienced something like that. And at the time it was just kind of like, yeah, this is how it goes. But since then, there's been stories of, horrendous things being done. And as those stories started getting leaked and learned about, the sports community almost said, like, hey, all right, we don't need to do this anymore. This is something that doesn't need to exist. When I got to the Indianapolis Colts, Peyton Manning, who will be joining us in less than an hour, he said, like, "Uh, we need the rookies to play good. So the last thing we need to do Piss off all of the rookies. You used to hear about haircuts happening. I believe yep. Tim Tebow's haircut yep. mm-hmm. was obviously out there in the NFL. I had to carry pads and balls and things like that. That's kind of like earn your stripes as opposed to hazing. But the level of hazing that was being talked about happening at Northwestern football, I did not know was still happening oh. at any big-name places, really professional places yeah, in the sports world anymore. Legitimately did not know that. Call me naive, but I also think a lot of people are just like, eh, we're not really doing this shit anymore. So the fact that what was being reported was reported and we're just now learning about it is also a little shocking. Yeah. Because if they were really putting purge masks on yeah. and dry humping these freshmen who are making mistakes in practice and they had a title for it called running, you would think at some point, one of these freshmen wouldn't make the team or have a successful career at Northwestern or maybe transfer somebody else somewhere else, and they would just say something, and this would have got out. Allegedly, this has been happening for a good amount of time yeah. where this was just kind of the understood thing that takes place. There was other things talking about uh, other wild antics, yeah. I'll say. And then the person that also put this out, or one of the people that put this out, said that the Anonymous whistleblower, I guess, would be how this is, that's telling this entire story, took a picture of a dry erase board that had a couple of the hazing activities on it. Mm -hmm. And the way it was reported, the reporter said, and he alleged that this was in the middle of the locker room. So if there was a dry erase board in the middle of a locker room where media, I assume, goes in, family goes in, the team goes in, how long has this been happening? And how are we just now finding out about that? And also follow up like, hey, we kind of stopped doing this. Mm -hmm. So like if you Northwestern kids could maybe get with the program, that'd be great news. But obviously apologize to anybody that had sports go bad for them. That's a quick way to ruin sports for people. Whenever they feel as if the people they're going to work for with actually are – 
kind of disgracing them. And that's not a good sports memory. We don't appreciate that. But also, how do we not know about this a lot earlier, especially with the player alleging, Mm -hmm. which I don't see how this could be true in 2023, 2022, 2021, 2020, 2019, 2018, 2017. I don't know how. Allegedly, Coach Fitzgerald knew about it the whole time. Yeah. And it was kind of like a part of it, especially if they're saying that's in the middle of the locker room. It's like. How is that even possible Mm -hmm. that we haven't found out? A lot coming through. We're learning stuff. I think the big takeaway is there's some shit going down in Northwestern right now, and there's probably going to be changes that are made to all Mm -hmm. of it from it. Yeah, the Fitzgerald stuff was super interesting insofar as even like they were saying that during practice, like he would be doing like the hand signal like above a guy who, you know, like they they had like a hand signal for like, hey, got to run this guy. And this player was, was saying that like, he was even doing that, kind of letting like the upperclassmen know, like, "Hey, you guys got to get this guy." So if it's something like that, where it's like you he- got cameras of practices, yes, you got cameras in locker rooms, you got so much behind the scenes stuff happening with cell phones, yeah, mm-hmm. everything like that. If there was naked, what what did they say was on the dry erase board in the middle of the locker room? It was like naked slingshot or something. Yeah, something like that. Oh yeah. No, 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 not that. That's not the thing that was reported in the locker room. That was another thing that allegedly happened was a naked center center quarterback exchange. But there was something on a dry erase board. Yeah, they said it was like naked slingshot with uh, like exercise bands and stuff like that. Yeah, and they said that was on the – how has that never been – Yes, just snapped. You know what I mean? I'm not saying that this is – because obviously this is alarming. If any of this is being said, any of this is happening, obviously it's – not good situation. But just the whole thought that they're saying how open it was and yeah. how the head coach knew, like that doesn't – I don't understand how that has been the case. Because you think this would have came out a lot earlier because, I mean, 100 players a year at least on a roster. I mean, not everyone's happy. A lot of transfer. And look, at the lot, transfer yeah. portal's filled. Yep. The former – here's from Adam Rittenberg. The former Northwestern player sent ESPN a screenshot of a whiteboard, which he says was in the middle of the locker room. Images headline Shrek's list and includes a list of players' names and several bulleted items, including naked slingshot and naked bear crawls. So Adam Rittenberg basically said he said that this is in the middle of the locker room. Why won't they just release the screenshot? Yeah, exactly. Are they trying to protect the player? Or what is he? Is it a selfie with I the thing? I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. Or the players that are on there, like the names that are on the list. Maybe. Can't you just blur yeah, those blur out? out? Yeah. Because if, if naked slingshot, and we could probably see like if that's in the middle of a. Of the locker, locker room. room or yeah. not. Yeah. yeah you yeah, know what I mean? Could. Like that's, that's something you probably figure out. Because yep. if it's in the middle of the locker room, Coach Fitzgerald's a part of it. It's been happening for a long time. I have no idea how we haven't heard about this. I don't like that we haven't heard about this. You know, because if we haven't heard about this, if this is alleged all true, and this is obviously being alleged, and the team came back and said, like, this is somebody who had an axe to grind mm-hmm. with Coach Fitzgerald. They kind of knew that this was going to take place. The team has come back and said, uh-uh, that Pat, Coach Fitzgerald didn't know this, and that this is somebody who's – trying to ruin or take down the Northwestern football team, which might be the case, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's that might be the case as well. But how many other things have we not heard about if this is what's being alleged we haven't heard about, well, even though the team's saying this didn't happen? That's why it's so tough because, like, there's a difference between – obviously, it's you, you can't do it either way, but there's a difference between, like, if there is hazing going on and the coach is kind of aware but looks the other way and lets the upperclassmen and stuff do whatever and actually being, like, the ringleader and, like – being the one who's like, nope, this is how we do this when you get here. Like, 
That's that's a massive like naked he, bear crawls. Yeah, yeah exactly. People hey, too. You're you're naked slingshot today. Yeah. You jumped off sides twice, but then also like the president. You know, I mean, he suspended him for two weeks and then came out immediately after, and he was like, "Yeah, that was a bad decision. We're gonna have to go back and kind of think think long and hard about what we're actually gonna do here." So like, it does seem like he's in serious hot water. Definitely. I mean, I mean if any of that was happening. He's in trouble because yep. obviously it's his team, his right. program, his organization. But the whole like, um, I don't, I don't see because like we had Rich Rodriguez as our coach, mm-hmm. and uh, and Coach Two senior year, but Rich Rod for the first three years, there was definitely stuff that we were potentially doing that he did not know about. Sure, you know what I mean. Now, granted, could he have found out about it if he wanted to? I was assume. Yeah, but I mean, we had parties with his entire graduate assistant coaching staff Mm -hmm. and then the next morning he had a meeting and asked you know everybody that was basically at the party to stand up and all the graduate assistants to basically come in the front of the room and said when you guys are partying these are the guys that you're fucking you know one year left these guys are trying to make a living and you guys are what having parties and a good time and i was looking at a lot of glossy eyes for motherfuckers they're all at my potential party. You know? <laughs> I'm seeing this whole thing. So there is a, a, obviously a world in which the head yeah. coach is isolated because he is doesn't want to know right. or could potentially find out or just, hey, don't tell him. Yeah. So I have, I'm excited to kind of see the investigation roll on. Uh, but yeah, that was an alarming shit to read happening in 2023. You know, because oh, yeah. I thought hazing has kind of so slowed well. mm-hmm. down and kind of mm-hmm. changed a little bit. Still got to earn your way in some places. I believe in that. Still got to earn your stripes a little bit. Herbie and Mitt do the trash still. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Herbie is going to go grab something out of a car if it is needed. Mm-hmm. Herbie's going to go pick something up if it's needed. Exactly. Like, that's not hazing, though. That's no, like, no. We're hey, not you're the new him, guy. I'm not stripping him down butt naked and throwing footballs at him while he crawls oh. across the basketball. Yeah, court. but what I'm saying is like everywhere potentially has these things for the new person so not everything can get lumped into like they're hazing me they're hazing me like no like they're just seeing if you're the right person to be there so like that is a whole nother conversation in this entire thing as well but that shit can't be happening and if it didn't happen and this person's just raising hell right now i hope it comes out and i hope that person gets ruined on the other side as well fitzgerald's been the head coach since 06 he's been there since 2001 like did this did he take this over and it's been happening for fucking 18 years or like did he just implement this in 2015 like what the fuck well, that's also like like how did this happen so you think when he laid out his plan of to be the coach yeah, I, I love this place you remember what we used to do we used to run guys mm-hmm. he's in his interview with the president yeah. yeah what does that mean coach like around the field no no around the locker room mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How's, how's yep. so? bunch of dongs humping him oh. Yep. Oh. purge mask Whole thing. That's what we used to do. How do you get the Northwestern back? We gotta yeah. do that. We, we gotta do that. We institute that tomorrow. That's crazy to think. Like, yeah, we, used at to, we used to do it with fucking no pants on, but now we dry hump. So it's cool. yeah, modern day everything's weaker these days. <laughs> yeah. uh, let's pivot away. We hope none of that happened for the sake of everybody involved. Mm-hmm. Feels like that did happen somehow. Yep. We'll continue to keep an ear to the ground. Speaking of an ear to the ground, we got boots on the ground in Las Vegas for Summer League. Ladies and gentlemen, joining us now from The Athletic, The Stadium, and FanDuel TV. An absolute dog when it comes to NBA insiders, even though the logo says, I'm a wolf. Yeah, what? Okay. Come on. Okay, Jerry. (laughs) We get it. You're the logo. 
And then LeBron goes, that's what I'm saying. Like, we get it. Mm-hmm. Come on, guys. Okay. Uh-huh. Wolf mentality. That sounds cool. Right. Get out of here. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Shams Ramaya. Hey, Shams! Shams, you look awesome. Where You're in Vegas right now, hanging out. Looks like a sweet backdrop there. You got one of them good rooms, it looks like. I'm in, I'm in, I'm in Vegas right now. Uh, day three or four for me <laughs> in Vegas. I'll be here the rest of the week, so I'm, uh, I'm excited. You know, I've seen both uh, Victor Wem and Yama games. It's, it's, it's been fun so far. Okay, yeah, we'll definitely talk about Wemby. Let's talk about you being in Vegas three, four days, though. So a lot of waters here, huh? A lot of lunch. Uh-huh. What do we? Mm-hmm. Have you been staying professional, or have you been letting Sin City maybe dance with the, you know, the bows a little bit? Ooh. No, no, no. I've, I've been staying very professional. The, the the issue is sometimes when you're in loud environments, there's a lot of yelling in order to speak. Oh, they call exos. Yeah. And you encore so beach club. Like, yep, the sphere. Right. Yeah, sphere. I'm trying to project, Pat, I'm trying to project, get my points across, have dialogue, conversation. Yeah. And I find myself yelling. I leave, you know, and then I wake up the next morning. My voice is almost gone. But yeah. I'm feeling good. Shams is in there. Um, I'm, I'm excited. You wasn't when I'm shooting in the gym. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you're screaming with everybody. Yeah, yeah. We know what you're doing. We know what the summer league's about. The Pacers had their entire team there. Yes, it feels like this is like an NBA vacation, an NBA field trip. Is that what it feels like at the summer league? More people there this year than normal? Not a bad watch, it feels like. No, it, it, I, like everyone is here. I mean, when you talk about players – team executives, agents, like everyone around the industry that needs to be here is going to be here. Um, and even like Michael Rubin's event on Saturday night, like that was a, definitely a who's who of people. It was packed in there. I think that's where I, I kind of lost my voice. Oh, were you there? It, 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 Michael Rubin's parties, r- really loud, really loud environment. Oh, nice. Was little baby there? Uh, he, 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 he performed. Wow. Little baby wow. performed. Right, Meek Mill. 50 Cent's going to be pumped. Were the Zions there? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, those parties seem absolutely bananas. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk about some of the summer league action. And we're pumped that you're at those parties. Let's hey. go, Shams. Oh, come on, Shams. Come on, Shams. I'm making the rounds, Pat. Making the rounds. Big. Shaking hands, kissing babies. Or kissing Big. babies, shaking hands. Chugging you know, beer. Whatever you All that. We got it. <laughs> we understand what you're doing. Uh, let's talk about the on-court action. Wemby. Terrible at basketball. First game, this yeah. guy doesn't know what he's doing. Mm-hmm. He stinks. What a bust already. Mm-hmm. First summer league game. He has no idea what he's doing. Then uh, there's a situation, obviously, with Britney Spears being a yep. big-time fan. Then his security takes her hands, slaps her in the face with it, kind of a little excessive, yeah. especially with Britney Spears. I feel like the security person that did it probably lied to Wemby about the story mm-hmm. that happened. And then Wemby was kind of put in a spot. Nonetheless, he comes back in his second game, 27 points, like oh. 12 rebounds, yeah. yep. just absolutely goes berserk. What are we thinking about Wemby now, and what were the conversations taking place after that first game that was kind of a dud? Yeah, I mean, the the, the first game was tough. I mean, even Victor Wembanyama said, like, I didn't know what I was doing on the court. But I think we, you saw the second game, and you even saw flashes the first game. When I, I, I was watching it, uh, one of the first plays that he had the ball in his hands, he grabbed the rebound, and he brought the, the ball full length of the court, had an assist, and that's that's how dynamic he is. He's able to ball handle. He's able to move. He's able to jab step crossover. I mean, he's really like a seven, four, seven, five, Kevin Durant, the way he plays. Um, and, and I don't, we've never seen anything like that for sure. And I think for me, even beyond just what he does on the court, his mentality, his approach, just being around him, um, a good amount. I've been around him, speaking to him for really years now. Um, he's being pulled at so many different directions. And just how locked in he is at the age of 19 years old here at Summer League, he's really been playing nonstop for a year straight. 
Um, and then he goes right to, to New York for the draft. He does a lot of media stuff. A transition to San Antonio. It's been nonstop for him. He's staying locked in. He hasn't had a break. And now I think given all the pressure, given everything that he's had on his shoulders, um, he's taken it in stride. And I think he he's built from a mindset perspective to be really great in this league. Yeah, he's free in this universe to do whatever he wants. That's right. Whenever we heard him on the Old Man and Three podcast, we knew, okay, this alien is a deep thinker as well. This guy is going to be able to figure it out. Has he talked to Brittany? Do you know? I have not heard. I mean, knowing how locked in he is at, at just summer league um, and just Brittany playing Spears. in these games, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure he's he's huh. pretty locked in. But what, you know, it's one thing about Spears. that video, Brittany though, bitch. you know, she was loud. Victor Womanyama was literally just walking forward. I, he didn't look back. There wasn't any, you know. And, and I've seen him walk through lobbies, whether it's draft week, um, and even here, like I, I don't know, it's his instructions, but just keep walking. You know, let the security, everyone around him, kind of take care of you know anything that that occurs. And also, he's 19 years old. This is his first real American spectacle. Uh, him out in Vegas. You know, I assume there's going to be a lot of people. He also probably just trusted. And I don't know if this this is how I see it going. You probably know more. The security that grabbed her hand and over excessive, ridiculous. It's also Britney Spears. You can see that's fucking Britney Spears. What are we even? Yeah. You know what I mean? Doing here. That's the person that I assume Wemby, like, respected his... When he said, hey, what happened? This is what happened. She grabbed the back of you. I grabbed her. Might have done that. So then Wemby speaks to the media, and he says... And then people now are saying, like, Wemby's a liar. He didn't lie about... It's like, I would assume, if you watch the video, that's what he was told by somebody, that he was probably told that he should... That was probably a former police officer. That's probably... Yeah, yeah. Walking around with Wemby, I mean, that's a fucking... That that's probably a federal eight. That's mm -hmm. uh, that is somebody. So definitely a welcome to superstardom in America moment for him. But I think we'd all recommend like, should go talk to Brittany. You know, definitely. Say, yeah. Hey, sorry about it. Right. Put, put the sword down. I'll 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 report back. I'm gonna report back now. I'll, we 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 got to get to the bottom of that. You know, because figure it out. She's so lucky. She's a star. But after that, she cried, cried, cried with her broken heart thinking. She needs a title. I think too, but I don't know if I can get there. I don't know if I can get there. Yeah, it's because you've been boozing yeah. in Vegas. You don't. Which no, no, is what no, you no, should no, be no. doing. Con Connor is yelling. Yeah, yelling yeah. while boozing. Uh -huh. Exactly. Yeah, yeah that's the one-two punch, pal. That's the... That's the... Oh, this is awesome! <laughs> <laughs> I look at... <laughs> You want to, <laughs> you want to come out here? Mm -hmm. And then the next day, why can't I speak? What the hell? You know, hey, it wasn't the drinking. I think it was the screaming. Yeah. yeah I think I'm really Connor has a question for you in a normal voice. Yeah, Sean, there's no problem with you getting boozed up in Vegas. Yeah, you're supposed why. to, dude. Welcome yeah. to being a human. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Way to go, Sean. Yeah, keep, keep going, brother. I don't know why you're saying you're not. We know what you're doing, but. <laughs> we would say stay away from that White House powder, though. Yeah, oh, yeah. White House. For sure. You in, know what I mean? that ranch with the rabbits. Definitely. Yeah, the bunny. Yeah, yeah the, the bunny one. Excuse me. Yeah, and don't be taking any pills out there. <laughs> yeah, no. don't be taking Unless pills. Unless it's a chewy blue one. Then go ahead. Because we don't know what you're up yeah, to. that's right. Exactly. Anyways, go ahead, Connor. <laughs> yeah, with all that. Atta baby, Sean. Keep going, Sean. Keep going, Sean. So much Riz, dude. So much oh Riz. God. Oh, my God. Look at the pizzazz. Yeah. Oh, man. Yep. Sorry about it, Sean. Anyways, Connor. <laughs> yeah, Sean, once again, too, the pizzazz is commendable. I don't know why you're uh, rejecting it. But when we're talking about, you know, one of the bigger stories in the NBA, it's obviously Dame Lillard. Have there been multiple teams that have made offers for him yet. I know his agent said, look, if 
the Miami Heat aren't getting him and someone else is trading for him, then you're getting an unhappy player because Dame only wants to go to Miami. Is that for sure going to happen, or is Portland kind of looking all at all the offers and they need to do what's best for the team, not so much what's best for the best player in the history of their franchise? I think right now Portland is trying to take an open-minded approach. I think they're keeping every option open. I think they're taking inbounding calls, but I haven't sensed that this is taking like a very uh, urgent, um, you know, process to it. I don't like. I think Joe Cronin, Portland's general manager, he's taking his time. He wants to see what the best offers are. I do think, though, as I talk to teams around the league, there there is a framework with Miami where Portland could end up with, uh, you know, three, four. You know, at least several first-round draft picks. I, I don't know if it'll get to four, but definitely Miami has two that they can trade outright. I think there are multiple teams that would trade at least one first-round pick for Tyler Hero. So then you're looking at maybe expiring contracts, uh, potentially three first-round picks, maybe more, maybe other assets, swaps, second-rounders, whatever else needs to be included for Damian Lillard. Now the question is, if you're Portland, is that enough to move off of Damian Lillard? Like you said, one of the, one of the arguably the greatest player in the in franchise history, top 75 player of all time. So to me, uh, I'm curious to see how this week goes. I think this week is going to be a big week. Everyone's in Vegas. These teams are in Vegas. Mm. You're gonna, there's going to be meetings that take place here. Uh, so I, I've definitely got my eye oh, on my, it. But listen, if, if you're Dame Lillard, you you have at least a little bit of say on where you end up because you, you, you have a, had a lot of equity with the Trailblazers. This is a team that you, you fought for. I think – there's a lot of sense around the league. This is a guy that could have asked out three years ago, four years ago, but he stuck with it. He stayed with it. He showed his loyalty. He signed multiple extensions. And I think, um, I, I think he feels like the time is, is now for him to move on and, and move to Miami. Yeah. And I think we all very much understand as fans of his that it's time for him to maybe go command, uh, to get to a place that'll be in the playoffs and yep. a little bit more meaningful basketball whenever. Every single game is on prime time, pretty much, you know, right. when superstars are really made. Not that Dame isn't a superstar, but imagine him in a game seven hitting some. Oh, come on. You know what I mean? Like yeah. having a Dame moment. I mean, that could be obviously legendary forever. But I also heard that his agents may be calling teams and saying, he don't want to play for you. Okay? Like, I heard maybe the Pacers, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, maybe the Pacers are going to get him here in Indiana. Uh, well. You never know. Like, that's what they're saying. They just paid Halliburton. Okay, we're fucking building a monster. Okay. But let's not say the not just the Pacers. Other teams as well maybe are interested. And then Dame's people are like, don't be stupid. Is that happening? Because this would be the first time that Damian uh, would be acting in a manner in which we would have expected him a few years back when it was like, Come on, get me yeah. like every other NBA superstar kind of does and it kind of became the norm and has been successful for everybody seemingly. He was loyal, loyal, loyal. Now it's like everything that we all expected is happening. Is that true? Well, I, I think in the NBA there's there's one thing that's – I don't know if this stands apart with, with other leagues, but when a team is going to go out and trade for a superstar player, you usually want to back channel and do some research, see does this guy want to be here, what's his mindset, where does he want to play, does, would he play for us, how would, his, how, how would he feel if we traded for him. And yes, in those cases where teams have done their back channel research to find out what Dame is thinking, whether he want to play for us, whether it's the Clippers, whether it's the Celtics, um, you know, those are among the two teams I've heard Whoa. that have had a level of interest in Dame Lillard. Hey. I think the answer has been a resounding no. He wants to be in Miami, period. And if you trade for him, I think there's the risk of trading for disgruntled player. And my sense is that there's not going to be a team there. Dame Lillard at the age, you know, almost entering his mid-30s. Obviously, we know he's got several years left at playing at a high level. Um, you don't want to trade for a guy that, that you're, you could bring in, and then he's either going to be disgruntled, 
not happy, could ask out again. Um, so I, I do think he, he doesn't have a no trade clause, uh, but he kind of has something similar to that right now. Okay, so Chris Paul got traded to the Wizards for what, four hours? Yep, yeah, that's yes. right. Five hours. Yep. Did the Wizards know that he was going to be like, nah, I ain't doing that? And then they were immediately looking for a trade partner? Is that what a team who maybe trades for Dame would be doing if they were to somehow, I guess they would, no, two different situations? Well, I think to get Dame Lillard, you're giving up a lot. Like you're giving up all, you know, several of your draft picks, potentially all your draft picks. You're giving up, you know, other assets. You're giving okay, up young players. So, given that's the case, you, if you're giving up the farm for Dame Lillard, you want to make sure he's 100 percent committed. He's locked in. He wants to be there. I think right for right now, Miami is the only team where Dame Lillard right now, if he gets traded to, he he's ready. He's ready to go. He's ready to commit. But my sense is, if it's another team. I, I do think there's that risk of, of, of how he'll feel and, and potentially taking on a disgruntled player. I'm going to go play in big three. Yeah. I'm done. Uh, that's what he's Sorry, I'm going to go play in the big three. I don't want to play in Boston. <laughs> well, you think I want to play in Boston? Uh, no, no, I no. don't. No. I don't want to be a Celtic. Mm. I do not care. I'm going to go play in Ice Cubes League, the big three, exactly. until you guys sort this out and get me to Miami. Yeah, I don't know. That's if, what I just heard from Sean. No, I don't know if that's the exact thing that yeah, Sean's just saying, but I do know that the Celtics have the most probably to give. All right. Anyway, speaking of the most to give, last question because we know you got to get out of here. You're very busy getting your voice back and then losing it again. It is a vicious cycle, Las Vegas. Ty has a question for you. Yeah, Shams. Uh, before the NBA draft, and you were come on. Uh, we we were talking about the potential of Zion maybe getting traded, and that it was kind of like the the course had been run in New Orleans. Now the drafts passed. Uh, we haven't really heard anything about him. Do we? A. Do we have a wellness check on Zion? Is he doing okay? And B. Is there still a chance that he's going to get traded before the start of the season? I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't count on Zion getting traded. Now, I think. I think the potential of him getting traded. I think a lot of that rested on them. The, the Pelicans trying to get in the top two, top three. We've been talking about it for for weeks, even before the draft. They wanted to get high up. They wanted to go get Scoot Henderson. They wanted to get high up in the draft. And I think the fact that they weren't able to do it. I think now you've got a full summer. Get right. Get healthy. Um, uh, to my knowledge, Zion Williamson's working out, doing his thing. Uh, there was just that video, I think, a week or two ago of him doing a 360 dunk at a yep. camp. So it seems like okay. he's feeling good. Um, he, Here we go. He's trying yeah. to ramp up. Um, and even Willie Green said on, on the telecast the other day, like, he's, he's, he's you know, he's feeling good, you know, and, oh, and we're yeah. hopeful. Listen, we, we, this is a Zion-friendly program. If Zion Williamson's 100% healthy, the 100%. Pelicans have a shot to be a true contender in the Western Is this professional so athletics? You don't have to be 100%. If I'm 7'5", then yeah, I'm going to start in the NBA this year. Yeah, if he's 100%. Who's 100%? Who, nobody is. What but are we I'm talking saying, about? I'm saying it's clear It's clear what the process the Pelicans have had, and oh, he's had. Blame it on them. If he's not the feeling process, good, huh? if, 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 if he's not, you know, if, if the conditioning's not right, if these factors aren't right. Come on, Zion. Not feeling good. It Come on. Let's get to at least 80. Needs you, Zion. Come on. So, the NBA needs you. So right now, I, I, I think – I think all systems are for Zion Williamson playing in New Orleans, uh, definitely next year, next season to start, and and you know hopefully maintaining a level of health. I think this this entire organization it's all resting on health. And that obviously uh, the next season starts um, Christmas Day. Yeah, that's, that's when, yep. when it kicks the next off. NBA season starts, <laughs> and that is a time we hope is enough for Zion to get back in shape. Speaking of back in shape, happy to see you back out there. Yeah, yeah. you know after that draft night, crushing. Happy to see you. You know, you took it on shins, pal. Hard. Hard. Mm-hmm. Hard, bro. Hard. Hey. Tough. Hard. Tough. Hard. hard. <laughs> and you fucking sat in the pocket, didn't you? You sat in the pocket. Oh, yeah. You maneuvered it a little bit. You said, all right. I was wrong. 
So what? Sue me. Don't actually. Boom. Shout out Brett Favre. And then you said, you know what? I'm back at Summer League. Yep. I'm back in the news-breaking game. That's admirable, Shams. Shout out to you, dude. I was. I mean, listen. I wasn't wrong when I, when I put out, when I said what I said. Oh, okay. So, Shams, <laughs> like, Shams, this was the wrong way to handle we're, it. I think. Like, yeah. you were though, Shams. We're gonna we're gonna wait. You know, but I think but, what you just did uh, wrong way to handle yeah, it. Yeah. Hey, but everything else has been great. Everything <laughs> else has been everything else has been great. <laughs> I'm always gonna stay in the pocket, baby. Yeah. Always gonna stay in the Bingo. pocket. You're the man. Well, stay in the pocket tonight. Maybe stay in your room too. Yeah. Jesus Christ, Shams. You're the man, ladies and gentlemen. Shams Roy. Bruce is going to bring yeah. you the shin guard. Yeah. Need these next time you do one of those. <laughs> I didn't like the whole I was right. At the time. No, yeah, yeah. He wasn't. That was not the no, move. You were, not. You, yeah. you were wrong. I like that's, I mean, that's why he took it in the shits. I enjoy that he did say yeah. that. In my defense, yeah. at the time that I said what I said, that's what it was. I was right. So, how about Woj coming out and say all along, yeah, yeah. the whole time? <laughs> yeah. Welcome yep. to the big leagues, kid. Mm-hmm. Sean's back in there. He's partying he with these people. He is. Maybe yeah. this is, you know what I mean? Maybe that draft night changed him. Maybe he's like, I need to change up how I get these, sure. you know, sources and conversations. Yeah. It feels like these guys are maybe probably. bamboozling me a little bit. And then he started just housing beers and mm-hmm. vodka. He, right. he probably asked Ian for advice, and that's what Ian told him. Hey, go get drunk with him. He's a Rubens party. Yeah. Just out there Ripping. drinking everything they got in there. And just telling everybody, hey, this is a new chance. Yep. Mm-hmm. You guys need me to be naked to put sushi on? I'll do I'll it. I'll do it. I don't care. Joining us now is a man who holds many naked body hosting sushi parties. All the time. Guy who's the all-time leading tackler for the Green Bay Packers. He's a college football national champion, a Super Bowl champion. Whoa. A Ryder Cup winner and the current president of Ohio. Ladies and gentlemen, AJ Hall. AJ, how you doing? Happy you could join us here about nine minutes early. You know, in like 14 minutes, we got Peyton Manning. And then after that conversation, we're going to have Jim Irsay. What? So we're not going to be able to get a lot of your thoughts and takes on things. So thank you for joining us early. It's Tahoe Week, AJ. Let's go. Let's go, pal. Tahoe Week. I heard you talking. You feel pretty good about your game, don't you? I do, man. I'm trying to get good. top 50 this year, pal. I'm trying to get top 50 this year. How do you- top 50. You'll easily get top 50. You know that. No, we start looking at the names. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Those good, people get players. Good a lot graphics. of golfing. A lot of yeah. golfing those people. Yeah. A lot of guys that long, uh, a lot of rounds, no question there, in the top 80, to tell you the truth. But, uh, yeah, we'll be good. Yeah, I don't know if they have six full-time jobs. You know what I mean? A lot of these people. <laughs> a lot of these people, uh, I think their job is actual golf. Yeah, yeah. So if we're amongst them, I feel really good about it. How do you feel? You feel like the game's good? You've been down in the simulator 5 a.m.? Yeah, I, I still hit down there. I mean, oh yeah, oh, everything. Uh, it's everything. It doesn't matter how you play until you get out there and every shot actually matters. You know that. Yeah. Because everything, everything is, is different. Everything. That's what you just said there. Everything is everything. Well, I mean, no. You could sit there and feel as good as you want on a range, in the simulator, wherever you go. But you could, you could feel great Thursday in the Pro-Am thing and then Friday be a completely different player. That's golf, baby. Mm-hmm. That's right. That is absolutely golf. That's, That's why game. I get so worried for these people that I don't know whenever they're in actual golf tournaments and they're about to win $1.4 million. And I've never heard of them before. And they're on 18. You know? Yeah. And they got a seven foot putt. All you need is the two putt yep. here and you win. That's it. Just the cynicalness of me in the sport of golf as a whole go, this guy's fucking three putting yeah. us. Yeah. There's no chance. That can happen at any time, I guess, in actual yeah. golf. The good the good thing for the scoring in Tahoe is need to stay away Double from is the yeah. Double is the worst you can take. So yeah, like you said last year, a couple of times I picked up about four hundred yards from the hole. <laughs> No, you didn't. Are, you know, <laughs> not a liar. Times. No, Actually, you didn't. I, I understand this is the joke I you said. That, yeah. You guys obviously don't watch the game. That never happens. 
AJ. Okay, it happened multiple times because you drive one out of bounds and you try to punch from from That's the woods. Just a lot. Chunk it again. Chunk it again. Pick it up. See ya. He, he's talking about me. What I did last year. He's I'm not talking about I had, no. I did that multiple times as well. In your lifetime, yeah. there. Sure. Yes, in the I 15. understand. No, I would never pick up in a real ring. I actually. No, I'll, I'll I'm talking well, about well, it. Yeah. Yeah. Years ago. Yeah. How, how long you been to talk? Look at all those doubles. Two look at those doubles. Yeah. Th- you didn't pick them up though. You just missed the like. No, I picked f- up a few of them. That's the thing. That's why your scores aren't real oh, yeah. if you have doubles. All right, because those doubles could easily be a ten. That one day you closed out real well. Yeah, double double <laughs> round one. <laughs> exactly. So, you got to say how good I am. That was actually, I think, round one. I want birdie birdie to end it. Yes. Yeah. It, it kept me in. Probably. You like, did. Well, Sat- yeah, right. Saturday as well because that par three on Saturday, big deal. Pretty good scorecard though. Yeah, AJ's really fucking good at golf. Mm-hmm. 82 on Saturday? He's, like, really good at golf. Yeah. Shoot good at golf. Well, and what they don't show in round three is that 18 par. Uh, he also hit the, his drive 400 yards, I believe. Furthest. He has the longest anybody's ever hit that a ball here. Yeah, multiple people said what? that. In the history of this tournament, this yes. is the longest the ball has ever traveled. So, I'm excited to get on course. Uh, it's good to convert that to a par, then, if I only had about 80 yards in on a par five. Hey, <laughs> driver wedge, baby. Yeah. Right. No big deal. <laughs> Driver wedge, baby. Let's talk about some sports news. We already talked about it this hour, but once again, we're not going to be able to dive back into it, I don't think, for the next couple hours. Uh, Northwestern thing's crazy. Uh, The Big Ten continues to be the shining light on what the hell is going on behind the scenes. Now, we chatted a little bit about how Coach Fitzgerald, if he allegedly did all the things that are being reported where he was almost like telling people, hey, need to put the purge mask on and dry hump this fucking guy. Need to put the mm-hmm. purge mask on and dry hump this guy. Mm-hmm. Need to do naked bear crawls with this guy. Alleg- That's kind of how it was being alleged. In 2023, they're saying whiteboard was in the middle of the locker room. How do we not find out about it? And what else have we not found out about? And what this is alarming, obviously, all of it, AJ. I'd say it's very alarming, especially in 2023, all, like how graphic and terrible it was, the stuff they did, but... Yeah, allegedly. Had, allegedly like it, it's all alleged and we know like, that's why i'm just we need to know like i'm sure they obviously have investigations going on in the head coach i how i don't just don't know how a head coach could be aware that this is happening and be okay with it me neither and they're talking about a dry erase board in the middle of a locker room it's like well coach definitely see every coach sees that every recruit sees that yeah mm-hmm. yeah that's the thing too you got recruits sure. coming through all the time every ga sees that so they see naked slingshot on a dry erase board or naked bear crawls, yeah. and nobody's like, "What is this?" I don't, you know what I mean? And they said um, naked slingshot. They're slinging. They're using a slingshot, shooting, shooting things at your donger and balls when you're naked. I am not a hundred percent sure what awesome. the naked slingshot. I mean, they, is. It sounds like you do. Sounds like you do know what the naked. What, what else would naked slingshot be? No, yeah, it was exercise bands. They were like making them big old rubber naked ones. with exercise bands and like slinging them down the hallways and stuff. Oh. On like seated with like, wheels. Like, I, I, I don't know of. if it said seated wheels, but it, that's that was the uh, the genesis of the naked slingshot. Hmm. Anyways, that's on a dry race board, allegedly in the middle of the locker room. It's like with all every human having a camera on their phone. I, I don't know. Hard, how, to, be- hard to believe. That's hard to believe. Yeah, like I'm assuming shit did happen. Okay, obviously. Yeah, there is right. way too much, and they said that there's been evidence uh-huh. to support yeah. some of the things that have been said. So, like, obviously some of this stuff is happening, but now it's, like, kind of wading through to see what what it actually is. And also, AJ, we kind of talked about this earlier. Like, I thought this type of stuff was done. You know, like, sports kind of agreed to kind of, like, get rid mm-hmm. of this type of hazing, which definitely happened in the past. I'm not going to say it didn't. Yeah. But, like, there came a time when everybody was like, we don't have to do this stuff. 
anymore in the sports world. I don't know about in other clubs and frats and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But it felt like sports people were like, all right, we're not doing this anymore. So that kind of startled me as well, AJ. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, this wasn't, it's not like this was acceptable 20 years ago, 25 years ago. I've never, and I, I mean, I've been in a lot of locker rooms and every different level i've never seen anything remotely close to what they talk about in this article so like there's always those stories about like that i've been very fortunate like i i guess but aj has as well i don't know if it's the majority or the minority but i was never really around it never mm-hmm. really around it very yeah. thankful i guess after some of the stuff i hear but there was like high schools you know like high schools that were getting in trouble for stuff that were like yeah. crazy oh yeah I, that's the thing like i there's high school different teams i know over the last 20 years like ter- ter- terrible stories about guys like just yeah stuff kind of like this northwestern thing where coaches get fired and all that stuff and I'm like man what like I guess the people that can say anything were just too scared to speak up, I guess, or stand there and say, no, I'm not doing it. But well, now, like, transfer portal and... that mm-hmm. That's the weird thing. Yeah. You mentioned it. It's like, it's 2023. If you're doing this kind of stuff and they have for a while, like, you would have... How, how many disgruntled people would... You would think would have knowledge of this and would had like would say something like it's weird that it took we would say terrible if this happened for sure but but like it's weird that it took this long for one person because like you said how many people have transferred or how many walk-ons have come on and been subjected to this kind of stuff and it's like you know it's just weird that we're pillow talking exactly i mean like anything you know what i mean aj like especially in northwestern with a lot of journalists yes you know like pillow talk you would, but that would so, be enough if you knew if you came in as a freshman and you didn't know what was happening and you watched this happen to another freshman that would make somebody transfer for sure but i'm getting out of here i don't want any part of this okay we will get back to this later because obviously there's a lot to talk about but ladies and gentlemen it is time for a netflix world premiere Hell yeah! this week quarterback will be debuting on netflix and this four and a half minute video is being seen for the first time by anybody in omaha production and nfl films come together to create what we assume is going to be your next favorite football content debuting this week ladies and gentlemen quarterback let's go upstairs now and read okay Let's do the book of uh, why in Sports Illustrated. Yeah. Let's do that. That was a good one. Big book of why. Why does the NFL have so many rules against hitting quarterbacks? First, there's the fact that when a quarterback is throwing a pass, he's in no position to protect himself. An injury to the quarterback can sink a team's entire season. Did you know the season-ending knee injury that Tom Brady suffered in the first game of the 2008 season led to a ban on hitting quarterbacks below the knee? And Dad is forever grateful. Omaha! All right, look. I'm a little biased. But for my money, there is simply not a harder position in sports than being an NFL quarterback. Oh my God. I mean, think about it. As a quarterback, every single play, you're the focus. Hey, 48, where you got? You got the 48. You have to know everyone else's job just as well as your own. You got these two over there. Can't hear half the time. The weather's bad. You got 300 pound linemen trying to kill you. Win or lose, you are going to be front and center. Great. 
You have to give credit when it's good. You have to take the blame when it's bad. You have to face the music when times are tough. No one really to blame but, but myself. And there's always someone waiting to take your spot. Are you planning on making a change at quarterback? Beginning in September, each of the 32 teams selects one man to be their starting quarterback. And in 2022, that list included these three. Marcus Mariota. Hey, you get one opportunity a week. Let's put it all together for four quarters. Kirk Cousins. I got three words for you. You want that? And Patrick Mahomes. This is what I do. This is what I do. Now, these are three very different players. Each in very different situations. But they all have one common goal. To lead their team to a Super Bowl victory. I love going to war with you guys, man. And during the 2022 season, they allowed unprecedented access to capture that quest. They don't know I watch tape. I got tape, bro. I got tape. Everybody sees the game days. They don't see the day-to-day grind. They don't see how you have to manage playing football and being a dad and being a husband. Take some math, okay? Mm-hmm. Love you. And then on top of that, you got to prepare yourself weekly for a game. Lamar, my slide. Because they're going against the best of the best. I think to whom much is given, much is required. And it is an incredible privilege to be a pro quarterback in this league. Cousins. And this is about as close as they'll ever get to crawling into our skin and seeing what it's like to truly live it on a day-in, day-out basis. You're a daddy's girl today. Always. The greatest comeback in history. NFL history. It's got to be Kurt. His neck is so heavy right now. Would you understand if he decided to make a change at quarterback? Cousins has to hold that ball to the very last second. It doesn't feel like it should be over. Looks like the ankle got twisted up. Ah! I'm going to take you out of here. No! Ah! He thinks he's about to play a damn game as he lost his mind. This is one year following three men. Every hit. Every hurt. It doesn't feel good. Every high. Of the hardest position in sports. Hell yeah. Let's go. Huh? That thing's going to be impeccable, I do believe. Mm-hmm. The access, the scenes, the years that those three quarterbacks had. Mm-hmm. I mean, Patrick Mahomes obviously wins the fucking Super Bowl. <laughs> Kirk Cousins has one of the greatest years he's ever had. Mm-hmm. And then Marcus Mariota had true adversity yep. while going through something with a team. I think the world who aren't NFL fans are going to get a great peek at what the NFL is. And those of us that are NFL fans are going to get a chance to learn a lot about the world that is for an NFL quarterback. Joining us now, I believe, is the brains behind this thing. Obviously, a massive brain. Everybody talks about the head. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. What's inside of that thing? Big fucking brain. Huge. Mm-hmm. Not only is he a multiple time Super Bowl champion and a Hall of Famer that was voted in in about four seconds or yep. so. He's also the founder of Omaha, which worked alongside NFL Films to put this on a Netflix. Ladies and gentlemen, from Italy, Grazie, Peyton Manning. Yeah! Yeah! Buongiorno, buongiorno. Thank you, Pat. <laughs> How is it over there, bro? I've heard Italy is fantastic. You doing a workout right now? What do we got going on? 
keep up with these quarterbacks. I mean, watching quarterback, watching how hard Mahomes trains and Cousins trains and Marcus trains makes me uh, still try to stay active. So, uh, uh, yeah, really excited about this piece, uh, uh, Pat. It's uh, like you said, it's unprecedented access. We've seen training camp uh, guys mic'd up, hard knocks, but this is the whole season. And, and what these guys allowed really uh, just going into their lives for a whole year, I can't thank these guys enough for showing people what it's really like to play quarterback. Yeah, and obviously I'm excited to watch it, and everybody is. And when I heard about this from you, I thought to myself, this is going to be like the greatest thing of all time. And as you were kind of explaining it, I'm like, there's no way you are you got the access that you had. And I learned that you actually were the ones that had to go pitch this. And I think everybody in football said, there's no way Peyton Manning would have let this happen. Is that something that you had to address? And do you wish this was maybe something while you were still playing? Had a couple quarterbacks that uh, we actually approached a couple guys last year about possibly doing this, and a couple of them asked me, Peyton, would you have done this? And it was a tough question because as a young quarterback, I would not have done it. But as an older quarterback, I wish that I had done something like this. And I remember when I got injured, Pat, Steve Sable actually reached out to me and said, we'd love to document your recovery and your rehab. And I passed on it because I wasn't sure – how it was going to play out, right? And when you sign up for something like this, you sign up only for the good, right? You sign up for what Patrick Mahomes got to do this year, win the whole thing, right? Marcus Mariota signed up for this. Look, he did not know the season was going to go like it went. He gets benched the week he's having a baby. You talk about real-life stuff, the way he handled that, being a great dad, being a great husband, handling that adversity. My respect for Marcus is through the roof. But when you sign up to play quarterback, you sign up for all of it, right? Some guys just sign up for the parades and the confetti. They don't sign up for those three interception games. They don't sign up for getting beat on that last-second field goal. That's part of playing the position. That's why they pay you the big bucks to handle all of it. These three guys, three different uh, uh, times in their careers, three different types of players. I think the, the diversity and the type of quarterbacks we saw this year was pretty cool. Yeah, and I wish we – you know, I wish – that the world would have got to see your fucking ass, you know, every single week, just with how I was very lucky to watch it. I mean, you're a psychopath whenever it came to like work and diligence and attention to detail. I think the world would have appreciated getting to see the behind the scenes for you. So I'm very happy that we're getting to do that with Patrick Mahomes right now, who's in the middle of a dynastic run, Peyton, honestly. An interview about Patrick and and the writer said he was surprised to hear the language that Oh, that was going to get good there. Somebody's language on the football field. I remember Rick Riley one time watched NFL football with a lip reader, and they asked me after the game to confirm whether I had said or hadn't said these five different phrases. And I was so embarrassed to admit that, yes, I said that. Yes. Ooh, I don't – yes, I probably did say that. I mean, I was fine. <laughs> I mean, look, quarterbacks, I mean, Brady can tell you. Oh, call him back, call him back, call him back, call him back, call him back. It's a good answer. Yeah, it was going to be awesome. Because in that preview, you see Pat go, fuck. <laughs> so it's like, all right, we got him. I guess the first time I've ever heard him say fuck. Yes. Yeah, if they're like mic'd up for the entire season, like we're going to have him, AJ. I, th- I think we're going to get real access from this whole thing. I mean, it sure looks like, I mean, we got Kirk reading bedtime stories to his son. So, yeah, they gave him, 
I wonder, like, the filming schedule. How often were the cameras there, and how do you work that out? Joining us now is a man who swore all the time on the field. Yep. Lip readers figured him out. He decided, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, Peyton Manning back in. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I, I was just saying, yeah, look, I mean, I remember the movie Over the Top with Sylvester Stallone. He talked about when he yeah. put the hat yeah. on backwards. He became a different person. He became the truck, right? And, look, Brady, Breeze, I mean, you name it. I mean, when you get out there in that field, look, it's different, and you have to, you know, truly kind of change, you know, what I have to do in these 60 minutes. And Patrick Mahomes is the ultimate competitor. But then off the field, you see him with his daughter. You see him with his wife. He's a great husband. He's a great dad. He flips the switch back. And so that's real-life quarterback play right there. Yeah, I love it. And him saying, I'm like that. Mm -hmm. I'm like that in there. It's like watching the, I don't want to say the persona, but like the flip of the switch into the character that he is. Oh, no. Italy. Yeah. What are you yeah, going to do? Course. What are you going to do? The world. Long way away. If we're able to get him back, we'll get him. Nope. I think he is. Peyton, you there? Bad Wi Fi here in Italy. Don't be sorry at all. <laughs> we are sorry that we are here and you are in Italy. Yeah. We uh, we wish we were doing that. AJ has one question for you, though, Peyton. Peyton, in that, uh, in that clip, you come on right at the beginning. You talk about what it's like to be an NFL quarterback, and you, you say something I've said for years, and I agree 100%. It's the hardest position in all of pro sports. Can you explain why you think it is, maybe even compared to other sports, the toughest thing to do? Panel, right, you know, of a, a pitcher, uh, a NASCAR driver, a golfer, a tennis player, basketball player. And look, I don't have to be on the panel. Like Brady is the spokesperson for the panel, but I could give him a lot of bullet points as to why the position I think is the hardest, right? I mean, like I said, before you actually get to the execution of the play, you got weather, you can't hear, right? You're on the clock. You got 300 pounders trying to get you. You got guys running 4-2-40 trying to intercept you. Oh, then I have to actually tell 10 other guys what to do. And now I have to get the snap and actually execute the play. Um, I think it's hard. Look, uh, you have about 2.4 seconds to make a decision on every single play. Every time you throw a ball, Three things can happen. Two of them are bad, uh, and, and yet you have guys doing it at the highest level, like Mahomes, like Cousins this year. Marcus showed flashes uh, when he was healthy. So, uh, look, I have great respect for all quarterbacks, how hard it is, how much time they have to put in. Watching Kirk uh, study in the car, he's listening to a uh, you know headphones, repeating the play. Uh, Marcus's wow. wife is testing him on the playbook. I love that because these guys are taking their craft home with them because you have to, right? I hear some guys say, I don't take it home with you. You have to take it home with you, AJ, because it's got to be on your mind 24-7 as a quarterback. Doesn't mean you can't have family time. Doesn't mean you can't read to your kids like Kirk does. But you better be thinking about it because they're paying you to think about it year-round. And one of my favorite clips of the whole uh, series is uh, – Kirk uh, wins the game. He's, he's at a bonfire at his home with his family. His parents are there. His in-laws are there. They're having a great moment. All he can think about is this one throw that he missed in the third quarter of a game that they won, by the way. He can't believe that he missed that one throw because possibly it could have cost them the game, but they did win. That's quarterback in the NFL. You can't get it out of your mind. Look, there's, you know, 70 plays in a game. There's about four plays that really are going to decide the outcome of the game. Those are the plays you think about as a quarterback. 
that's what you're going to see um, in this series and quarterback this year. I love the Turks like that wheel run. I mean, what yeah. are we, wide <laughs> open. How do you miss? Hey, do you want to? No. No, yeah, you guys can have it. How do I even? How am I a professional quarterback? How do I even miss it? Kirk, we won big time. Biggest comeback in the history of the. Okay, shouldn't have been though. Mm-hmm. That's uh, that beating yourself up for it. I, one of my favorite speeches I've ever heard you give is uh, I saw the clip on the internet, so I don't know exactly where it was, but you were asked how long you prepare for, how many hours of film that you watch or something, and you basically said y- you watch however much it takes. Like this isn't even a. What are we talking about? And I think it was probably around when the clause came in to Kyler's contract about you need to do four hours. Mm-hmm. And there was probably people like, hey, Peyton, how many did you need? And he said, uh, however many you needed. I, I don't know. Whatever whatever it is is kind of what it was. Do you feel now looking back you overprepared or do you feel like you did exactly what you needed every single week? I had to do, Pat, to try to get some type of edge. Right, I couldn't uh, outrun guys like Patrick can or – uh, you know, make these throws down the field like Rodgers can. You know, some guys can do certain things that I couldn't do. So the film study was where I felt I could get an edge. And you see that with Kirk, right? Kirk's the ultimate pro. He's studying everything. He's studying himself. You see him talking to Jefferson. Oh, boy. One time in the game, but they have to get it exactly right. That was my deal, right? Spending time with my receivers, let's be exactly on the same page. So on Sunday – we can execute this play. So, um, look, I think you can cloud your mind with too much information. I watched a ton of film, but I never felt like I was overloaded in my mind. I watched enough to get ready. And so when I was under center on Sunday Sunday night in my my office, (laughs) I knew exactly what that guy was going to do. They were moving. And he knew exactly what I was going to do. And that's quarterback play. (laughs) Boom. Great answer, Peyton. That's incredible. Uh, Last thing before you get back to your vacation, thank you for taking time. Quarterback premieres Wednesday on Netflix. The world is going to love it. Are you already filming for season two? Feels like it's going to be easy to pitch quarterbacks now that Patrick Mahomes won the Super Bowl first year doing it. That feels like that made your life a lot easier. And what should we expect from season two? You're doing it. We appreciate all quarterbacks saying yes. And look, these three guys took a big risk uh, by saying yes. Uh, look, none of those guys knew how the season was going to turn out. So I can't tell you how appreciative I am of all three of these guys stepping up. And, yes, yeah, season two uh, has been greenlit uh, by Netflix. We're excited. We're hoping uh, more quarterbacks. It's easier to say yes knowing that, look, I don't want to hear it's going to be a distraction because that's not true. Look, Patrick Mahomes proved that, right? Kirk Cousins proved that. Marcus, the way he handled that, it proved that, right? So uh, I love to document three different types of quarterbacks again at three different points in their careers. Uh, So we're hoping guys, after seeing it, realize that, hey, this could be a cool thing. I can show to my kids when I'm older. I can show to my grandkids one day what it is their dad or granddad used to do, right? Patrick and Kirk and Marcus have that documented. I think they should be proud of that. So uh, hopefully the pitch will be a little easier. I was in the cold calling business earlier this year, calling Patrick Mahomes. Hey, Patrick, remember me? I met you at our football camp three years ago. We're doing this show. Oh, man. I'm wondering if you could be a part of it. <laughs> anyway, you're the best. Have fun. Great. Have a great vacation. And congrats on this quarterback thing mm-hmm. being a smashing success yep. before it even comes out. See y'all. You, you got to see you later. Peyton Manning. From Italy. Yeah. yeah. In a workout. From Italy, done with the workout. Grinding away. Let's go talk about this. Right into it.
I do think this is going to be It's going to be incredible. Remar- yeah. You know, like um, Drive to Survive and Swing to Win or whatever the – Yeah, full swing. swing. There Break it is. point yep. with tennis. The whole thing, like, there's going to be a lot of people <laughs> around the globe that are going to get introduced to the NFL through these three guys. So that makes Peyton's pitch even more easy. Like, hey, listen, yeah. we're going to stay out of your way. We get it. You know, I believe me, I'm the one in charge here. I get it. But this is a good thing for you to potentially have later. And also, it's good for the NFL to have this, AJ. This is good for the NFL to have this type of stuff. Yeah, it's, I think Peyton hits on it. As he said as a young player, he wouldn't have wanted to do it. But as you get older, yeah, you start thinking about, man, this would be pretty cool for my kids and different people to see because they have no clue really what the grind looks like. So I think that's a big reason for it. Didn't Derek Jeter even say that? Didn't he let him document like his whole last season because he wanted yeah. when he eventually had kids to show him? Yep. Yeah, and he was the same way, like very anti-media, didn't want to do anything uh, like for his first several years. But then, yeah, his last year he realized like, wow, this is actually going to be incredible. I, back on. I wish people could have saw what that fucking guy used to do. Yeah, yeah, it was absurd. It was absurd. Yeah. I'm like, how are you? You're not even a... You, you guys want to go have some beers? It's like, you have enough energy? You sure? <laughs> Can you? All right, bro. I'm like kind of tired. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. you got it, man. You, hey, you got it. Let's get to a break. Ladies and gentlemen, we have breaking news. Whoa. Holy shit. Chief Saholic has been arrested. Oh, my and God. Charging a, they found the wolf with a gun who was bank robbing so that he could go to Kansas City Chiefs football games. Whoa. Congratulations to society. No longer having to worry if some wolf was going to come in from your blind side with a gun and say, hey, give me your money. I need to see that fucking Kansas City Chiefs football team play. <laughs> Chief Saholic is in jail, and the world got better today. Wow. Golly, wow. congrats to Unreal. the FBI in Kansas for making this happen. Unbelievable. Great work. The Kansas City FBI fucking dogged a bounty hunter, this guy. That's right. Beth Leland. What? The FBI Leland. <laughs> yeah. They took their paintball guns out there, <laughs> mm-hmm. and they found the wolf. He was howling, too, on his way in, AJ. He was not happy about it. And I do believe this is going to have a bad ending for Chiefs of Hall Lake. Yeah. Was it known that he had a firearm with him when he was robbing these banks? Uh, he was armed robbing. Yeah. He was armed oh, robbing. Yeah, that, know if it was that adds a bunch of time, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Also, uh, run, jumping bonds. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's I another one. Yeah, he might, yeah, he might go away for a while, huh? Yeah. And then when he's in there, he might get that Larry Nassar treat. Oh, oh Aaron Astor might be dead Gone. in a jail. He might Hell be. yeah. Got shanked a few times. They said he's in critical condition. The prisoners from the jail said, we might have done wrong in the past, but not as bad as this fuck. Yeah, guy. we're <laughs> taking him out. That's what they were quoted as saying. Yep. So. Chiefs of in jail. Larry Nassar might be dead. We'll keep the sports updates coming on the other side of this five-minute break. Hell yeah. Well, <laughs> well done. Good day. It's good hosting. Mm-hmm. Foxy was disgusted earlier. Yeah. That what? guy's a scumbag, Tony. Okay, that's not what you were saying. Who? What? Oh, shit. He was like, oh, that sucks. Go green. No. Tony, we need oh, way no. more maybe voice out of this one, please. <laughs> way no, more. Yeah, all right, that's kidding. why you yeah. put on, that's why you put on I'm that I'm green I'm shirt. I'm he didn't say yeah, he no. Didn't. I'm kidding. Tony's like, I, I thought he was going to, though. Yeah, the undertones. So I thought I, I that maybe you should quote tweet and say I'm that, a Dana. Bro, oh, how about, man. How about uh, he was arrested in California thanks to Whoa. Sheriff Placer, Lincoln Police, <laughs> and FBI Sacramento. This joint investigation was conducted in partnership with FBI Oklahoma City, FBI Minneapolis, FBI Omaha, what? and FBI Memphis. This Jesus. motherfucker was being hunted 
Bobadar enjoyed a robust social media presence as a Kansas City Chiefs superfan. He was charged in Tulsa County, Oklahoma. Okay, got it. All right, anyways, people from all over were like, we think he got a bank from our place, too. Uh-huh. So let's make sure we get him because we got some charges we'd like yeah. to send at this fucking armed wolf. Everywhere. He's supposed to get like 50 years in prison. Yeah. yeah. But he was from Roto's game. He was. Uh-huh. You remember when Patrick Mahomes against the LA Rams oh. that night on Monday Night Football? Yep. Crazy. Chief Saholic was like, shootout. I'm here. Yep. For the whole thing. Little did we know, two and a half hours before that selfie was taken and before that game began, he was in. I need twelve hundred and fifty bucks yeah. now. That seems like a pretty exact amount. That's what they cost. Yep. Front row. Actually, throw in thirteen hundred. I want to grab a couple beers too. According to an affidavit filed <laughs> in support of the federal criminal complaint, Bobadar purchased and redeemed more than one million in chips from money. various casinos in Missouri, Kansas, and Ooh. Illinois between April and December. He was getting a lot of tickets. This guy was buying lifelong season tickets mm-hmm. for yeah. his Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> million funny. bucks worth of tickets. This guy was robbing banks to go get. Damn. The great movie about how you clean your money through casinos. Yeah, that's how he laundered it. Super Bowl tickets aren't cheap. That's right. And with his dynasty, he's he knows exactly. There was a lot of football games he was going to have to get to. (laughs) That's right. A lot of gas was going to need to get paid Mm -hmm. for. Yep. Yep. Do you really need a million bucks? Yeah. About to win ten straight. (laughs) 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 Should have used SeatGeek. There you go. That's right. Yeah. He was buying all the red dot tickets on Mm SeatGeek. These bad deal. Uh, who cares? Ain't my money. Yeah. <laughs> who cares? Banks. Who cares? Thank you, Minneapolis Bank One. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we are now just 59 days away from NFL football. Let's go. Ooh, nice. And this is your reminder that the best ticketing app on planet Earth and the, the moon. SeatGeek is giving us $15 or 15%. Sorry. Wow. Could be more than 15%. Yeah. yeah. 15% off all NFL tickets when you hit the link in the description below. Shout out to SeatGeek being the greatest ticket buying platform, literally, that you could possibly ever create. They have every ticket for every event that you could mm-hmm. ever fathom. They also scan the internet. They got one of those AIs. Mm-hmm. Right. Scans the internet to make sure that what you're buying is a good ticket. They will give you a little red dot saying, hey, this is a bad price for this particular ticket here. Okay, do not buy it. They'll give you a green one. Hey, good price, good ticket here. You will never get catfished, and they will always have your back. That's right. They're the best. Right now, 50% off all NFL tickets. Get them as a gift. Get them for yourself. Buy them for maybe your friend that robs banks. Yeah. yeah that would help them. Yeah. yeah. Instead of robbing a bank, I'll get you a ticket. 15% Sorry. off at the link below from our friends at Seeking. And joining us in a mere moment is a man who owns an NFL team. Wow. Whoa. 100%. Who owns the team? Me. Who else? Nobody. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, a man who I was very fortunate to call my boss, mm-hmm. a man that has become a friend of this particular program, a man who will be holding a concert and museum display at the Garden in Boston on Saturday, July 15th for a free concert, free exhibit with former Patriots Joe Andrewsy, Vince Wilfork being there. Also, Vince Gill, Kevin Cronin, Kenny Aronoff, Billy Branch, Tom Berkova. Anyways, the list of stars goes on and on, including Adam Vinatieri. Hell yeah. yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, the owner of the Indianapolis Colts and of the Jim Irsay collection, Jim Irsay. Patrick, Patrick, so good to see you. Now, I've invented this time machine, and I want to tell you, right now, I've made it St. Patty's Day. I moved up, so 
close down the show to the Irish pubs, lad. Okay. Hey, hey, I love that. I would assume that you would be a person that would have access to a time machine. With that being said, since the last time we've spoke, I don't know if you know this, the FAA has approved a flying car, Jim. A flying car has been approved. Do you know this? And are you on the first, uh, are you the first one in that thing? Well, you know, I have tinkered with this time machine, but you have to be be very careful because uh, you know I, I was messing with it, and, and uh, you know I I, I, I went back and uh, to a very bad year when we were uh, one in fifteen and ninety one. It was oh. like the season. I said, "Get me out of here!" So <laughs> you have to be very. Very careful, you know, you might end up in the canal patch. Whoa! Whoa! Allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. If, if we push the wrong buttons. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it might have rained too. We don't know. Mm-hmm. Honestly, we don't know. <laughs> no, but I'm, I'm fired up. I'm out here in Los Angeles, and, uh, you know, I'm going to Indy. We have uh, the the Black Expo there on uh, Friday, so they're honoring me there. So I'm hitting that and then heading to rehearsals uh, in Boston Town Friday night. So we, we couldn't be more excited. Peter Wolf from Jay Giles. Very much of a local favorite there joined us, and and uh, uh, you know Vince Gill from the Eagles and Ario Speedwagon and Kenny Wayne Shepherd, and you know it's it's going to be awesome with with the collection as well in Boston Town with the Patriots Colts theme. We built up, you know, Vince Wilfolk will be there, and and Tarek Lynn, Edger, and James. We have a few more Patriot players coming as well, and Druzy uh, helping his charity. So it's going to be a lot of fun. I, we're going to have that that old rivalry kind of uh, come up and just talk about it in a fun way. So maybe Peyton makes an appearance with Tom Whoa. Brady. Oh, oh, the Jim Arce collection, obviously, he's filled with fantastic things. That, that museum that kind of gets set up, it's a traveling. It feels like, and you tell me, and obviously you just talked about a time machine and everything like that. You're not your normal NFL owner. You are very much an open thinker, an artist, everything like that. What you've done with this collection, do you view it as a traveling museum and a show that goes alongside it? Because there's free tickets, so like no money here. Go see some of the greatest artifacts in the history of sports, pop culture, and the world while listening to incredible musicians. You go to JimMerseCollection.com. When did this become like a thing for you? Is this what you've always well, wanted to do? Well, I'll tell you, you're right. You're right, Patrick. I mean, there's nothing like it in the world that's never been done like this ever in the world where you have, you know, it'd be like, you know, having uh, Picassos and Monet's and and those things shown and then have a Renaissance show on Broadway and have these pieces, you know, into the crowd. Because not only is this a museum, but how many times you go into the museum during the show, pull the black strap from Pink Floyd off the wall put it in Kenny Wayne Shepherd's hands, and now we're all doing as a band Comfortably Numb, um, uh, which is, you know, one of our best songs uh, on it, and Kenny Wayne just blazing on that black strap. Uh, Same thing with Jerry Garcia's um, Tiger, you know, in San Francisco, he's playing uh, West L.A. Fade Away, famous dead song, Uh, and and so it's incredible how um, the instruments, you know, we've had the Elton John piano on stage, uh, where it's been played by Michael Ramos. Um, so you just never get that sort of interaction. And, you know, honestly, the museum is so eclectic, so eclectic that it's almost impossible to, to understand how many different aspects are in there. You know, JFK's rocking chair and a 
copy to, of the Declaration of Independence and the original Thanksgiving Declaration for a holiday and um, a letter from Charles Manson and, you know, Secretary of Saddle and Ali and, you know, Foreman's uh, fight in Zaire, the winning belt, and all these things just, you know, it, it's so eclectic. It's no way you can say it's uh, 20th century America. It's this or that because um, there, there's so many different things in the collection, including a little part of a, a Van Gogh painting. Uh, there, there's so many different things in it. So, it's, so I mean, when you come, you know, Hunter S. Thompson's Red Shark from um, uh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Some people remember it from the Johnny Depp movie. Oh, but yeah. Hunter S. Thompson, you know, is one of those people that some people know the modern generation, you know, time moves quickly. But I tell you, uh, Pat, it's, it's so incredible. And, uh, of course, uh, a ton of football stuff, sports stuff there. Jackie Robinson's bat and, uh, um, you know, Ali's robe that he first changed from clay to Ali. And uh, just unbelievable, you know, his Ali's shoes that he fought in against Frazier in the Thrill in Manila. So it, it's, it's, it's sports. It's entertainment, it's you know politics. George Washington letters, Abraham Lincoln letters, um, just just really. It started 25 years ago, and it really started again with a huge piece in there. Don't forget, you know, the on the road scroll, 119 feet long. Jack Kerouac, the most famous book of the beats. You know, there was Casty Kerouac, Ginsburg, um, and uh, Burroughs, and 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 so that's the epic piece of the beat era is on the road jack kerouac and and so that you know that's incredible the original manuscript from alcoholics anonymous the 12 steps which has saved hundreds of millions of lives uh that's a really big one um first time dylan ever plugged in in 65 at newport folk festival with his black strat um you know and started playing um jim it sounds like you have literally everything and whatever you think about like um, people that are very successful in this world, okay? And obviously you're one of them. You own a team, a very storied franchise, in the greatest league on earth. And whenever you think about the people that are in these positions, I would always, like, imagine how, if I was in one of those positions, how would I do it? Well, I think the way you're doing it is pretty fucking sweet. I want to let you know that. Just let me buy all the cool shit that has ever been available, and then I'm going to tour it around for free, and then we're also going to do a concert with it. Like, that's an incredibly cool thing. How did you assume, or I assume, how did you dive into doing that? Like, when was the thought, I'm going to take it on the road, we're going to have a party with it? The biggest thought was kind of two things. Have fun, have a blast, you know, raise the spirits, because spirits inspire inspiration changes the world and yeah. be of service i don't think there's anything higher on this planet to be of service to other human beings and doing the show for free bringing it around for free getting everything together is a service to the arts it's to kick the stigma um you know which is so big to my heart and my family kaylin ursay my youngest daughter uh, runs that in a big way um and we've raised you know tens and tens of millions of dollars um, to continue to fight against the stigma against mental illnesses, you know, addiction, bipolar, uh, anorexia, you can keep naming all the mental health issues that are out there, but people are ashamed to come out and talk about them. So being of service, I think, is the highest level any, any of us can be. You know, whenever we're of service, 
you know, we're making, I mean, my thing is alleviate human suffering, how, you know, doing that and also bringing joy because when you inspire people come from these concerts and I don't need any money, I don't need their money. I, you know, <laughs> I, I was blessed to work hard and, and, and anytime I came home from, you know, making a couple billion dollars, maybe from some big transaction, that was a strong pull in that took, you know, a lot of blood, sweat and tears and scars left over i was always like god i can make the world better now i can help so many people with this because you know there's too much here for my family they'll be taken care of times 100 i'm not worried about that i'm worried about the world how can i how can i help the world be a better place why because i believe in a higher power and i believe our purpose here you know is to grow spiritually and being of service is the best way you can grow spiritually yeah, you know, Jim, 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 I watched you. I watched you at this one training camp, and this was the first time I really seen you in public. And you were just handing out hundreds to people. I've never like just mm-hmm. handing out hundreds to people. There was no cameras. This was before social media was really a thing. You rolled in on a golf cart, had a sweet sport coat on, mm-hmm. sweatpants, slide shoes on. Yep. We are a classic Jim Mercy. We are now that sport coat though, probably mm. 10, 15. I mean, that yeah. thing. Tailored look. Well, you're not supposed to notice the pants or shoes. Just stare at the sports. <laughs> <laughs> but you show up here. There's no cameras. There's no nothing. And you literally just start handing hundreds to, like, every human that was in attendance. They made an announcement. It was, like, 10,000 people or 12,000 people. Or, and it felt like you literally gave 100 to fucking everybody. And I was thinking to myself, like, every billionaire could actually do that. Yeah. You wish that every billionaire would actually do that. And you've always just done it. As you smoke a cigarette there, know that you're an inspiration, man. You've done good. You've done, you should know that. Well, you know, I, I was a little kid in that crowd once. You know, I waited in line, you know, for two hours to get Ernie Banks' autograph in a bank in Chicago. And um, so I know, you know, what it's like to be the eight-year-old, you know, in the, in the stands. So, you know, my thing is, is to interact and have so much fun with the fans. A lot of people don't know I put on this Willy Wonka outfit um, about 12 years ago, and we had a treasure hunt in Indianapolis, and the winning team at at halftime was given real Super Bowl rings, saying these Super Bowl rings represent rings to the fans. Um, uh, And it was so much fun they had on this treasure hunt. All over Indianapolis, there was groups of six, and it started, you know, maybe – 50 groups and then it was you know down to one and then then at halftime they got their um they got their ring so it was so cool yeah, there you there you go that's you guys are good um yeah. and so <laughs> we tried you yeah, we tried and, and and so you know i mean just think how much that means to someone that that memory and that joy and that you know because you know i've been blessed and and you know um you know i've had ten thousand nights of suffering and I'm not going to go into the home I was raised in and all those things and the difficulty you have. I mean, you know, people know they've been on their path from their families of origin and what they went through their life. And so I know suffering and, and I want to alleviate that because why? Because I know how it feels. I know how it feels to be a prisoner of war, you know, and 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 uh, and so I, you know, in going out, you know, it's just on my heart. I don't know. It's on my heart. um, to bring joy to the fans and you know pat and ju- just to do things like like bill vec did with the Sox and the cubs when he brought a midget to bat and they couldn't hit the strike plate and they made a new rule i mean fun stuff like the circus like 
you know, everything kind of to me starts with the circus. How do you get them in the tent and have fun? Because you know that is is bringing joy is is the greatest thing. And I agree, Jim. Hey, hell yeah, Jim. Yeah, you know, people that are not gonna like what you just said, but I. Well, I, speaking about that, Pat. You know, now that we got you cornered and you're a tough man to corner because, you know, you're our you're our Elvis Presley who retired and went to massive fame and fortune, and you still get to wear a shirt like that. God bless you, bro. You you are my hero. But remember now, the fans know. I mean, will you come and throw that pass to Reggie Wayne at halftime for this charity thing? There's a lot of pressure on you. I mean, I mean, let me just start by saying there's no pressure, okay? But, but you know, the fans to know, hey, Pat, are you going to throw a pass for 30 yards to Reggie Wayne for charity? And what does it make a field goal? I forget. Now, I know there's some injuries. It's tough doing the job you do. You know, I no, you fell no. at home trying so to get along. Here's, here's the thing, Jim. <laughs> I was going to do it last year. The game we were going to do it, though, literally, I forget what happened. Something happened to me. I'm like, I'm not going to be able to do it. My fall schedule is bananas, but I'm getting into yeah. shape. You know, I'm getting into shape right now. Am I getting into shape for this? No, but certain added added thing. I, let's do it this year. Let's knock it out this year. Let's do it. Are you excited for the team uh, this year? Pardon me? You excited for the team this year? I'm pumped oh, for the team, man, I think. Am I, I tell you, you know, I mean, look, at as you guys know, Peyton's year, we're 3-13 and 13 the first year, you know, and – and uh, that's a guy who played a lot of college games and, um, you know, was really prepared as oh, much as he could be for the league. So for Anthony Richardson, it's going to be it's going to be tough. We know that. Oh, no. But he has to play to get better. I mean, there's no question, you know, Gardner could come out and, you know, obviously play better early on just being, being a veteran. But we have to get Anthony on the field, and that's, you know, Shane's call when he decides to do it. We're going to win a Super Bowl. This year we're winning the Super Bowl. I can't wait for it. And if not, we get better, Jim. We get better. AJ's got, well, no, go ahead. AJ's got a question for you, boss. AJ, where's the stogie? <laughs> oh, I'm going to light one up. I saw you light that cig up. Maybe made me want to uh, to light one of my stogies up for sure. Uh, but I, I, know, to... I know people give me shit just, you know, without you joining me. I mean, <laughs> yeah, hey, why don't you Good be a good teammate, AJ? AJ. AJ. Oh, but don't let Patrick's, you know, slip any of that, uh, you know, oh. magical weed in that. <laughs> <laughs> He's dangerous that way. <laughs> no, I, I got a cig. I got a cig as well. Yep. I, I got a cigarette as well. No uh, drug testing for the Patrick. You know, no, Matt, no. That's no. true. Uh, no, that is not the case. But here in Indiana, only CBD and tobacco. <laughs> uh-huh. That's right. Only CBD and tobacco, obviously, boss man. You know that. You know that. Yeah. Go ahead, AJ. Go ahead, AJ. Mr. Ursay, it got me thinking when you're talking about all these awesome, just all this, this musical gear, everything you have is so cool. Do you have anything from the Titanic? And were you, <laughs> did they reach out to you at all, the Ocean Gate people, on that whole situation, that sad submersible that went down there? Have you had any contact with those people in the past? Well, I, I, I've always been um, a great uh, historian, if you will, I'm trying to, you know, learn about the Titanic and everything about that. And, um, you know, I know those those subs you go down are dangerous, but, you know, they're high tech and they really check everything. And, and I don't know what happened there. Wow. Um, it's such a tragedy. Um, but I, I would love to have something from the Titanic, but nothing... Um, you know, there could be something, actually, Whoa. maybe some silverware. I have to check with Larry Hall. You know, you get so many things, a thousand or more different collectibles. So there could 
nothing significant. There hasn't been, if there was something on the market that would have been, you know, big time, um, I would have definitely uh, gone after the necklace. <laughs> yeah, say, but yeah, yeah. I could throw to the bottom of the ocean. So, but I would love to have something from the Titanic. And that, you know, that's the kind of stuff, man, that really sells. You know, I look at what people are really interested in, and people love the Titanic. So I'd love to get something from that. And I'll have to check if we have anything from that. I think we might have something minor from that, some silverware or something. Yeah, I mean, obviously you forget if you have something from the fucking Titanic. Yep. Yep. I mean, that is obvious. I tell you, that's the way you have to look at that collection, me. And, and like, we have all the KGB spy equipment from you know world war ii that because it was in a museum in new york a spy museum famous museum and it closed down because of covid so i bought their whole museum so we have all you know <laughs> eyes that shoot poison and pens that have you know shoot gu- a bullet i mean the bullet's not in there and the poison's not in there now of but course, of course. you know uh it's so cool because um there's so much in the collection like when we go on the road you know, we can bring maybe, you know, 60 to 80 items. A lot of it's the big best of the stuff. So we can't, you know, we can't display it all. Um, Do you have you know, a museum so. set up for public consumption or no? Well, my feeling right now is <laughs> we'd like to keep the tour going. Maybe go to Europe as well, because over there in Europe, it'd be huge. I mean, huge, huge, huge in Italy, Spain, Ireland, London, right. you know, Germany. Um, and so... Um, you know, basically after that, I know at, at my death, um, which I'm not planning on anytime soon, Hell yeah. um, but, but, uh, you know, at some point, you know, I've told my kids, you know, let, you know, there'll be trustees and there'll be a museum somewhere, um, uh, down the road, but that could be a while, you know, because right now, um, like even Broadway's had an interest about doing a Broadway show, um, the way we do it with the collectibles, with the performance, and even have a stage um, script written about. You could do so much on Broadway with that. And like I said, it's so cool because it's an interactive show where the fans actually have a chance probably to, you know, pass around and touch some of the items that are collectibles during the show and watch them played on stage. So um, we have... Hey, Jim, you have a history with the Broadway, too. I remember... Uh, I think it was a couple of years back. You donated like $250,000 after a Broadway show. Just like out of nowhere. Yeah, I love going to him. I tell you, a good friend of mine, you made, do you know Chris Angel in, in Vegas? Uh, yeah. Cause do Chris I know Angel. Chris Angel? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the guy took yeah, the guy's body off and put it on somebody else's leg. Yeah. You're friends with Chris Angel? <laughs> yeah, we're good buddies. You know, his course, son survived cancer. And so we were out there and, and donated, I, I think, a half a million dollars to his cancer fun after a show and then he gave me he was crying and so inspired he gave me the chair that jerry lewis sat in during all his you know fundraising shows that jerry lewis had given to him so now we have that collectible uh given from chris angel but you know in vegas we went into weather weather problems and i had just seen his show the night before so he was saying come over to my place i got it all set up and it turned out we ended up going at noon in vegas instead of at night there, there it is. Uh, what a man. I tell you, everyone should know what a sweetheart of a guy he is. That's a special guy and a special talent. He's doing jujitsu he, right now, Jim. Yep. He's doing jujitsu right now. He's rolling around, still doing his magic show. I'm happy to hear you two are good friends. Would love to be 
a fly on the wall mm -hmm. when Chris Angel and Jim Irsay are talking to each other. I bet that is absolutely electrifying. Uh, it was so fun. I said, hey, Chris, I know like you hypnotize people. Could you hypnotize me? He goes, you, Jim, can't be hypnotized. <laughs> he said, I, there's people that can be and people that can't be. But he said, with your mind. No, I, I wouldn't be able to hypnotize you. Yeah, that's and a I move. Said, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure if that's good or bad. But <laughs> compliment, compliment, compliment Definitely. from Chris Angel, obviously. Yeah. A couple questions from the boys, Jim, if that's okay. Oh, I got, yes, just hanging out here by the pool. Hell yeah, it looks like a good time. Wish we were over there, over there in Los Angeles. Pardon me? How's the weather? Well, there's a, there's a few models and Drake's running around. You know, he's always <laughs> after the pretty girls, so... So Drake somewhere. I'm not sure where. Not champagne pop. We're making a right. dog park in Indy, a million dollar park called Drake Ursay's Dog Park for for um, animals that are brought into shelters and taken care of. Plus, people will be able to walk into it. So it's going to Drake again, gaining more fame than all of us on here. He <laughs> now will have Drake Ursay Dog Park in Indy. So bring your dogs out there. Hell yeah, dude! We're we're building it now. That is, There's Drake. That is Drake. There's Drake. Drake is he, everywhere. Uh, he's everywhere, and uh, you know he listens to that David Bowie song, Fame, because he said, you know, he told me, he said he barked at me, he said, what what fame will get you is no tomorrow. So <laughs> he's I mean, living David like right. by that red rocket out there too. Whenever he's waltzing around, oh, yeah, especially in oh, LA, yeah. I mean Drake's oh, yeah. Drake's an absolute beast. I want to let you know as somebody who has a wife. And a family that loves dogs in Indiana is a big time dog town. We want to let you know how thankful we are that there's a billionaire here who loves his dog. Yeah. He's yeah. just like, you know what? Fucking million oh, dollar dog park. Need one. Sweet. But Need the same thing with Lolita. We are really moving this thing along. Jim, let's talk about this, please. Yep. This is a this is a talking point on this particular show because there's anything you do, obviously, we chat about and we see because of the connection that we have. And you do some hilarious things, like literally awesome stuff that any other billionaire could do, you choose to do because you're a good guy. This Lolita situation, are we... Now, I know you rented a piece of the ocean mm -hmm. and put a net down yeah. so that her and two dolphins can yep. kind of get reacquainted to the ocean. Are we not scared to put her out there? You know, these whales are going crazy out in the wild now. They're flipping boats and stuff, Jim. Well, I tell you, first of all, she's not going in the, into the wild. And I'm glad you mentioned it because there's some people that, you know, I've talked about out there that don't really realize, you know, in the last six months how hard I have worked on it people like Charles Vinnick and Pritam, um, the Buddhist has worked on it with the tribes. I mean, we have uh, former senators at Evan by great lawyers. We are working with, you know, House Representative um, Susan Delbaney, the state of Washington, the governor. I mean, we have been working on this thing and we will get it done. And, and we're trying to get it done sooner than later because people are saying, well, how you don't know about the permits? We don't know about, I mean, this is something, yes, I'm putting up tens and tens of millions of dollars, but this is my personal, I mean, I'm into this thing with my hands on it as a producer and it was going nowhere. And I said, let's go. She's healthy. I got the money. Let's move her. You got to get all these permits. We were just out in Washington. It's a 15 acre fenced in uh, area where she'll start and it can even be reduced to one acre when she gets there. To have two dolphin friends, you know, we're going to get her on a big, you know, C-17 or 747. We have her tank. She's been practicing getting in her netting so she can get put in the tank. 
It's four feet of natural water. There'll be you know whale whispers and vets with her. All the vets are moving out there. All the trainers. I'm getting housing for them. This is being planned to the detail with aggressive nature of saying, let's try to get this done. Not next year. Maybe by Thanksgiving, hopefully. And and we're just we're we're appreciating you're using your massive show to help and saying please. And Peter's with us. A lot of people are with us. You know, don't hold up this move with red tape. If if you're True. you know one of those federal people, because that's all it is. You know, lobbyists want to get paid, and this red tape. Why wouldn't anyone want to move Lolita out of this condemned? That's what we've been school? at. Yes. You know, and plus, right now, Eduardo has been great at Sea Aquarium, <laughs> and and you know, but I am paying for all her care, uh, taking care of her now, and, and we want to get her out as soon as we can. How'd you and, get into you know, this, Jim? Jim, how'd you get? Did you meet Lolita? Did you saw Lolita? How'd you? How'd you? Get yes, started? I've been with her multiple times. Um, you know, uh, after seeing Avatar two and James Cameron and his wife are so much involved in that. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix and I have been talking and, you know, we picked, um, uh, you know, really Ryan White, who's a great documentarist, who just not, has finished Pamela Anderson. Some people may have seen his film, but but he is, you know, we're in the midst of filming that we're in the midst. I mean, this is really something that, you know, I, I, it was going nowhere. And I Hell came yeah. in because it didn't have the money. Hell and, yeah, and Jim. Go. Said, let's go. Let's do it. And I love whales since I was a little kid, Pat. And it's really just an eight-year-old kid who has the ways and means saying, you know, Lolita, I love my friend. And there's nothing like her. I I mean, I can't tell you. This 57-year-old female killer southern orca whale is special now. She, her part, you know, she was 54 of them caught as babies. Only three survived. She was one of them. The other two are now dead. You know, one of her partners, a male, slammed his head into that, um, you know, small pools wall and killed himself. And so oh. Lolita is mellow. She's a Buddhist. She hangs low. Hell. She's cool. She's happy. She is She is so sweet and still so strong. Her mother's 89 years old, and that same pot of 12 whales is out there, her family. And if she does learn how to eat fish and wants to go out into the waters, she can reignite with her family that would be the ultimate goal hell yeah i know that would be so cool but right now there is no question you know you would put her in this free water pacific ocean inlet bay um area of 15 acres instead of this condemned area where there's hurricanes are coming and who would hold that up i like to see anyone come on and say um in front of pat mcafee in the show why would you you know if you're holding this up, come on my show. Because it should get done. What what red tape? Why would anyone say don't move? I mean, that doesn't make any now, sense. Of, everybody's on Lolita's know. side here. Yeah. Get her back with her family if she wants to, and we have the means to. This man said, I will turn a plane into an aquarium. Yep. Yeah. Okay, I will turn <laughs> one in so that she can fly. It'll be four foot of water. Yep. Okay, we'll be on a seven foot. Well, remember, Pat, she's going in this protective inlet. She's not going out into the free ocean. For, no, I agree. She's going to be in this bay for two years before she's ready. So when people say, oh, they're just putting her out to sea, that's ridiculous. We would never do that. Oh. You know, she's going to be with two dolphin pals, and she's going to be protected with her trainers. 
and she's still being given antibiotics and um, a special diet. And so this is done very carefully, cool. but the expert trainers, the vets say she's ready to go. This, you know, this, and these moves have been done with Kiko before, and she's ready. So we want to go sooner than later. Let Lolita and, live. Let's go. Let Lolita yes. live is all we're saying. Thank you, Pat. No problem, Tim. You, hey, if they, if anybody has uh, something to say about it on why Lolita shouldn't be able to live, if we're not taking any public money. We're taking Jim Irsay money. Exactly. If anybody wants to put it, come on the show. We'll love to talk to you and tell you how dumb you exactly. are. That's right. All right, when we get that happen. Exactly, because these lobbyists get in the way. Everyone wants to get <laughs> Smack them in the mouth, Jim. Yeah. You mm-hmm. smack them in the mouth. Yeah. Hey, we have a couple questions for you now. Sure. You mentioned earlier about the collection going on tour in Europe. That's not the only thing you have. Connor has a question for you. Yeah, Mr. Irsay, with the collection possibly going on tour, especially if you want to do it, Germany was one of the places you threw out there, and obviously as the NFL has gone global the Colts now are going over to Germany next year to play against the Patriots are you excited for that is that something you've been kind of waiting for for the Colts to get over there in Germany since they started doing it last year and what was that process like as you were you know selected to go over there uh, no question we, we we wanted to be involved in the European pick and uh, Frankfurt is great and uh, you know I, I told uh, you know uh, Anthony Richards I said I said well Welcome to the NFL. You go against Belichick in Germany. How's that for a rookie uh, start? <laughs> so, you know, we couldn't be more excited. We're not going to combine the collection with that game, but we are really excited to play in Germany. I believe we can have a division in Europe. How you would know, that work? I really how would that work? Jim, that. Jim, how would that work? Would every team have to have a stateside facility? Yeah, or? They, they, they would, they would, you would schedule it where. You, you make it so um, they could have um, X amount of games in the States and then back to their home base. And they would probably have two bases, one in Europe and one in America. And it would definitely work. We wish the Concord wasn't canceled and they had built that to a larger plane. But I don't know why. You know, it's all in our phones instead of the skies right now. But uh, technology. But but we can do it as is now, and I, I see it's not going to happen quickly, but certainly in the next 25 years, I, no question, we can be, have a division over in Europe, and it's very popular. Our game sold out within three hours. Yeah, I mean, there was 2.5 million people waiting in queue to get those tickets. They seemingly absolutely love it over there. Every game's been sold out. We were told by Nigel Seeley, who's a British gambler over there, who went to one of the London games, he said it was either Americans that are either based over there or live over there, seemingly, and Germans who were all coming to the games whenever they no were... No question. Yeah, they I said, mean, it's a fun event. I mean, they fire up for this thing over there. And it's an epic event when they have it coming. And that's what they want. They want American football. And they love that old American rock and roll and that old American 20th century. Um, And so that's the reason, you know, but NFL football, no question over there, will be greatly successful. And I see the day coming. And that's how we're really going to get global. Because, you know, the NBA has been ahead of us and probably baseball, too. But our sport to get truly transported there, um, eventually to have teams there, that will be an exciting day. I don't know if I'll live to see it, but I hope to. And uh, you will, Patrick. You're a young man still. Come on. Yeah, I lived hard, though. You know, burned both ends of the <laughs> But you know that. Absolutely, you know that. Yeah, I had to. 
Yeah, you, but we're so excited to go play there. You know? Yeah, so I, Jim, Jim, my thing there about what you just said about 25 years having a division over there, and you told us about the Concord before about how that was potentially a massive piece mm-hmm. of having a team over there because it was only supposed to be four hours or something from New York to London with those jet planes, and then obviously they disbanded. Three hours. Three, three hours. Holy shit. Damn. <laughs> yeah, it's fast playing. So allegedly they're rebuilding those things. So maybe they'll make the world a lot smaller and business easier to do for the NFL. But you giving that answer there, and then you also talking about the Dan Snyder situation, yep. Roger Goodell stuff, feels like you're becoming more of a focal, uh, vocal owner. Do you see that? And are you pr- are, like, what made you get to this point? Uh, to Well, no question. We have big things to do. You know, uh, Roger Goodell has been so outstanding. It's going to be around to. 2027 then we're going to have to look how we structure the league because we can be so much bigger than we are you know we're grossing 22 billion we should be grossing 50 billion to 100 billion um, because we need to get in we're finally getting into entertainment with skydance and in our deal um, with hollywood films like blindside and so many films we could make Um, but this is you know our brand you know is just one of the greatest brands in, in the world. And so we should be, you know, doing so many other various things, which we are beginning to do. So I could see the time where you have a commissioner of football, uh, a CEO of business in the whole league, and they work together. And you have to dream and pursue those dreams vigorously. You know, you can't take no for an answer. It can be done, and we can do different things, and we can get over to Europe. And, um, you know, I, I think, you know, in forward thinking, I know Jerry Jones feels the same way that, um, you know, we have a chance to be doing a lot, lot more. And, and getting into Europe is a big part of that. Um, having different various media companies, you know, having I wrote a dissertation on NFL Hollywood where we write, we produce, you know, we have so many films to tell. You know, the George Halla story from the beginning. You, you know, there's endless, endless films that go on and on that we can make. Blindside was so popular. So um, I just, you know, no question, Pat, you know, um, by the nature of things, my thing to owners is this is your league. Get more involved. You know, see those people up there. They work for you. You sign their paycheck. Roger Goodell, he works for you. You sign his paycheck. You're an owner. This is your league. You act like it's someone else's league in New York. Some people do. And and my thing is ask questions. You know, ask questions about everything. Get involved. Be more involved like the old days when owners were owners. And, and um, right. that's what I want to see happen. And, and like, you know, the Josh Harris group. I know Josh, um, you know, and that group is going to be outstanding in terms of being really forward thinking and um, trying to, um, drive that NFL brand um, a lot more going down the road. Hey, thank you for laying it out like that because obviously you've been in those rooms. We have not. We only can kind of guess what things are like. I love the fact that you're like, this is, we own it. Take ownership over this thing because we can. Well, you know, Pat, there's no one left when, when I started full time in 81 in those rooms. You know, by 88, 89, everyone's gone. The last living guy is Mike Brown, and Mike's in his late 80s and doesn't come to meetings anymore. But there is no one left. You know, I was in there when Jerry Jones came in, was introduced, and Bob Kraft. I mean, you know, when, when you go back more than 40 years, 
you know, it, it's something where it's it's really interesting because um, it's so hard to believe at 64 that there's literally no one left. Joe Sinclair told me that. He goes, I was looking at that picture, 1988, Jim, do you realize no one's left in the room at all except you? It's like, I, I said, I know, it's incredible um, how that, how the turnover is. Um, and so it, it's exciting because, you know, being taught that less, lesson of growing up in the league for more than 50 years, um, you know, unfortunately the new owners can't kind of get that kind of training. But uh, we need great new owners like Josh Harris um, to really help us get to where we want to get. Because uh, when you bring in a new owner, it's so important to have the right uh, people come in. Hell yeah. And he's not going to be the only one. I think there's a lot of money coming into that league, Jim. Hey, I think there's a lot of money coming into the league all of a sudden. There's people with so much money. And I know you have so much money. But there's humans out there now. I forget the number. $863 billion, yeah. I believe, was the money that was earned over the three richest people in the world over the first quarter of this particular yeah, year. Like, there's money being made by humans that have never been touched before. And I think owning a team in the NFL is like the – that's like the thing, you know? Is that good or bad for the NFL, you think? Well, I think it's good. You know, I, I think the, the Redskins, you know, definitely should have gone for a minimum of $7 billion probably eight because the area that they're in, but Bezos, um, you know, was kind of not allowed in the process. Um, oh. But that's just the way it is. Um, and, uh, um, you know, it, it, it's you shrink that pool down. So we're looking at our rules about acquisition debt max. Right now it's $1.1 billion. We want to probably put that number higher. Um, we don't have preferred stock in different things like the NBA, NHL, Major League Baseball. Um, we can, we're looking at those things to open up more of a universe because it is a very small universe of people that can come in and, and write a check for $8 billion, $10 billion, you know. Um, yeah. And uh, <laughs> in this case, we have 22 people in the group with Josh Harris, including Magic Johnson, which is great. Um, but, hey, you know, now, you know, 1% cost, you know, can cost – you know, $150 million, you know, I mean, just 1%, you know, we bought the team for 14 million, you know, um, so. Hey, business is good. Let's go. Business (laughs) is good. That's good news. All good news. AJ has something for you, Jim. Yeah. Mr. Ursay, last last thing for me, when are we going to be sending humans to Mars? Is it going to be anytime soon? Well, it's going to be soon, but not real soon. Uh, Riviera just got the men's u.s open uh in 2031 so we're excited about that because i'm a member out there uh but uh you know we were supposed to go in 2000 just read that headline so you just read that headline in minute did you just read that you're like hey good well, for riviera we just went. i know we're excited you know got to grow that rough but uh uh you know uh, you know mars is is so exciting because we have to get housing on the moon to start with. We should have a big dome, you know, like one of our domes we play in that's a city. And it should be constructed up there so we have human existence in another place in case, in case, uh, you know, a meteorite's coming, in case something happens awry with the environment that, you know, let's get situated on the moon and then let's go to Mars because you always go to Mars from the moon. You have to remember, the moon is 208,000 miles away. Mars, 250 million miles away so it takes nine to ten months to get there um and it's nice to stop in the moon 
at the moment. It's kind of like, you know, going to L.A. and, and, and stopping, uh, you know, maybe uh, just in um, over the border in Ohio or something. But, you know, you don't get too far just stopping. But it helps. But we need to be there because I want to see the world do something together. All people, yeah. you know, North Koreans and Chinese and Americans and, you know, everyone together, you know, Russians on this flight bonding. Let's do something great. I'm tired of, you know, all this money spent on bombs that are never used. It could have fed the children. It could have educated the poor. You know, instead, Star Wars systems going way back and all these hydrogen bombs just hiding billions and billions of dollars, trillions, um, you know, really not needed because we're thinking about destroying each other, which is so absurd, you know. And so we need to do something great as a planet and, and as a human race so we oh, can yeah. feel that great push of unity because, look, at nationalism is good, but it can be dangerous. We can't say in America, just build a wall. Don't let anyone come in. We don't care about anyone else. Look, at we're attached to the world, whether we like it or not. And we have to remember the whole world is something that, um, you know, that is connected to us. And we can't disconnect just because of nationalism. Um, and Mars is a great way, you know, yeah, AJ, yeah. just to, to get up there and do something. I see it, you know, I think 2030 would probably be, you know, it was supposed to be 2024 and they shut it down. And that was really unfortunate. But it will be so exciting to go there. Everyone saw The Martian with uh, Matt Damon, and, and, and that's such a great film. Uh, and uh, it'd be incredible to be there. But we have to have this forward thinking, and we have to be thinking about doing great things for the human race and for the world and for unity instead of always fighting each other. I mean, it's ridiculous, um, you Agreed. know, some of the wars. Agreed, Jim. Agreed completely, Jim. I mean, there's some people out there that are going to be tough to convince because I think they have only known war. But I think coming together as a as a species of humans on Earth could certainly be something that would be rallying in something like a team feel where we can put together put aside our differences to kind of get. You believe in aliens, Jim? I think they're coming. I think aliens are coming, Jim. Well, I you know I I think how do you define an alien? I mean, that's always you know. The question usually to questions is because, of course, I believe in aliens. I mean, um, there's so much we don't see. And, you know, it's just like an atheist says, I don't believe in God. As soon as you say that, yes, you do. You, you believe in something. I, I mean, just because you call him God, maybe I don't believe in God. Oh, but I believe in love. You know, because that's what I mean, the way we're going to make this world change is what Martin Luther King did, what Abraham Lincoln did is where you come together and you don't fight hate with hate. You fight it with love, compassion, tolerance, oh, understanding. Yeah. And that's the reason we need great presidents that come from Harvard, Yale, Stanford, you know, that are max trained and the best of the best of us who can go and have these discussions around the world and, and raise all boats in the harbor. And I see that happening, no question, you know, and, and I think it's, um, it, it's, uh, it's something where, you know, I don't believe in end of days. I don't believe we're going backwards. No, it takes a long time to progress. And everyone wants things to happen quicker. We're doing a movie now um, based on Bobby Kennedy's speech um, a day after in Cleveland. Um, you know, he was in Indiana. Martin Luther was killed. And then he went to Cleveland and gave the famous speech, The Mindless Malice of Violence, which he wrote 
and we're doing a movie uh, uh, with a round table and, and, and talking about, you know, the power and the value of that speech about how we treat each other. Because in it, he says, you know, we're people like George Floyd and others. Like, these were people that other people loved and needed. You know, and as soon as someone comes out that gets killed, they, they, you know, they put them, oh, he was in prison once. Oh, he did this or she did this. You know, I, I hate to see that because we all did something. You know, no one's perfect. And, and, and there's still a valuable human being trying and don't diminish the character just because, you know, and, and, and we can't, you know, be taking people away from people that need them. I mean, George was, a, you know, a family member and had friends and all those things. And, and uh, we have to remember that. Um, and, and I think in going Hell forward, yeah, Jim. you know, the world's going to be a better place as we do that. You Hell know, yeah. Hey, hopefully, hopefully, you know, everybody will have that same spirit and we'll continue to get better. And we appreciate the hell out of you taking time out of your day over there. And well, thanks. We're fired up about the season. We really are. Come on. Hope to see you in training camp like last year. And we are really excited about the year. And Anthony and and Jonathan Taylor's healed up. And, you know, I I think uh, Shaq Leonard, he's working hard. We'll see, you know. He has a chance. He's working really hard. He's getting a little better each day. So um, we love Shane Steichen, love the whole energy that we have going. And, uh, you know, patience. I, you know, I'd love to win two Super Bowls. I don't know if that means, you know, this year Anthony's a rookie, so it's going to be tough, but we're excited. Yeah, you can only win one this year anyway. So don't worry about it. We're all excited. Thank you so much. Good luck Saturday, July 15th at the Garden in Boston. The Jim Irsay Collection will be there. A collection of things, a museum, and a performance from world-class Grammy-nominated and Grammy-winning artists all happening at the Garden. Free tickets available right now at JimIrsayCollection.com. We can't thank you enough. You're the man, ladies and gentlemen, Jim Irsay. Thank you for having me, guys. Appreciate it. God bless, man. Hell Great yeah. Hell yeah, Jim. All right. See you, brother. All right, buddy. Thank you. Hell yeah, Thank Jim. You. So the collection is 25 years. Mm-hmm. So that's when you started buying stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm going to start buying stuff. Give it. Give it to me. I do love yeah. how there may or may not be stuff from the Titanic. Maybe. I think we got forks. <laughs> I think anything. Don't you think anything from the Titanic is kind of a big deal? He's like, yeah, I might have some silverware. I'm like, anything they I think he dragged he's up. He's got his eyes on the, like, the propeller. Like he wants the yeah, propeller. Part of the boat. How yeah. about him? How about him? Yeah, the, the, the violin that was being played. Yeah, as they were going <laughs> as, down. Yes. I'm yeah. guessing he has hundreds of thousands or hundreds of millions of dollars worth of items yes. that he hasn't seen in 15 years. Well, he said the collection, we could only take like the top 60 good stuff. Yeah. So what? I don't think we have a Titanic. So where is the rest of it? Yeah, what's the He's bad Sitting stuff? around his house. I don't know. He's got, I, I think he has a vault somewhere. Yeah. Is he into paintings and all that too? He mentioned all those painters. Does he have like... He had a Van Gogh. He has a Van Gogh. I don't know if he has anything else. When doesn't he give some of the stuff to museums for them to be in that museum for like a year at a time or... Yeah, but I think it's normally like the sports stuff in like the 194 page scroll. Yeah, the Jack Kerouac one. That one got sent to museums, I think, as soon as Mm -hmm. he got it and stuff. He's like, uh, oh, the spy museum in New York kind of went under, so I said, I'll I'll buy the whole thing. I'll take it all. Like it's a fireworks store. Yeah. Yeah. On July 5th. Give me all your, what is it, KGB stuff? Yeah, save the poison. (laughs) Give me that. Yeah, give me the pen bullet gun. All right, let's get the hell out of here, huh, boys? (laughs) Let's get the hell out of here. What a day. Yeah. Lolita. Lolita's going to make it, too.
Oh yeah, you, you don't think we're <laughs> so much money? How he's going to spend what hundred million dollars on that? Yeah. He's running houses for the trainers to live in. Those are not going to be small houses. Nope, renting. The They're going to have a chef. Yep, yeah. He's running but, the ocean. Ta- he's ta- flying a whale in a plane to put him in a four a foot of water, fifteen yeah. acre First area class deal. Ticket too. Yeah. Need to talk to a Miami, Miami to Washington. Oh, the farthest you can go. Longest flight available, Lolita, in a four foot by. What she's going to be Long. swimming around in the sky. Yeah, <laughs> it's not just going to be like a stay here. No, no, no. she's going to be swimming. Move. They should. Don't you think though? He's right though. Talking about like who would, you know, please no red tape. It's true. They should be absolutely so yeah. thankful someone came in with this amount of money that wants to do this because if not him, it's not going to happen. What? What if them explaining to Jim why it can't happen and him just getting infuriated by it? Yeah. Yeah. Just get a point. Just leave it there to it's die. Just leave it there right there to die. I'm trying to help. Look how sad she is. She's a Buddhist. Yeah, come on. Her, her husband, her partner. There's a Buddhist involved in the process, too, I enjoyed. Yeah. The whale whisperer. I believe was Joaquin Phoenix part of the Lolita Project? Yes. yes. Okay. I do believe Joaquin Phoenix. The mom is 89. And you mean the mom's living Jim in the Cameron. wild? Yeah, Jim, Jim Cameron yeah. was really what kind of spearheaded the whole thing. Avatar 2. They do abuse those whales. I yeah. hated that. Very that bad. Really did upset me in that movie. It was tough though. Kind of wait. In brutal. Avatar. They do. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, oh, I didn't know that. Because remember, I watched the first oh, two hours of that flick. Yep. Yep. And then I was going to watch the rest of it later. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's currently streaming. I want to watch it. Apparently, I walked out right before just fifteen whales get Absolutely. bombed to death. Yeah, oh, shit gets bad. Just bombed. Uh huh. And it's like. Mama, wh- mama whales, too. It's and baby whales. Yeah. I mean, Why'd they kill them all? Because uh, we're looking for unobtainium. Yeah, they have yeah. stuff inside their brains that keeps people young. Yes. So they suck it out. Jeez, Con. This hits a little cl- too close to home for stuff Con's been reading. Well, okay, AJ. Keep um, your toxic turtle yeah. in Ohio. Yeah. They're not sucking that <laughs> stuff Speaking out. Of Jim said some things there that are going to offend people. For sure. Maybe. Sorry. Maybe. Which parts? He's 64 years old, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sounds like he's trying to make the world a better place. Absolutely. He is. His he's message is great, honestly. All right. <laughs> I would take calls, but I can't open his fucking computer. <laughs> yeah, I've tried to multiple times. I have. I, yeah. I've, got, I've gotten shoot pissed at this thing yes. here <laughs> numerous times. Just can't open the screen. Just can't open the fucking screen. That's technology. Is it like yeah, a, but the, the number is Dell or up. Lenovo? What is it? Sign in options. The Dell. Give me a goddamn keypad. No key. It's not an Apple, is it? Only facial recognition. Oh. Jeez. I mean, you can hear it. You're clicking, yeah. you're clicking away on that we thing. Playing World of Warcraft. We can hear, we can hear you. Touch screen? Maybe tomorrow. Yeah. Just couldn't get it. <laughs> Can't do it. I wish I could. I yeah. just couldn't do it. That's how technology is. I need to move this. For the season, I need to move this Yep. Because it's, yeah. Yep. Put balls Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, there you go. We'll switch that. AJ, this one's for you, pal. Okay, thank you. You're, you're going to make it. AJ, are you going to be at the ESPYs? Uh, I don't know yet. Am I? <laughs> I do believe AJ Hawk will be at the ESPYs. Ooh. <laughs> oh, no way. Oh. Oh. We didn't that, want that one. That's because you were being negative about being yeah, at the ESPYs. Saying it, you don't know. I was not negative. It was. Yeah, you were. How come you wouldn't just say, yeah, I'm going to be... I'm BTS. Yeah, can't, can't wait. wait. He, hate, he hates Ellie. I, I that believe way. I am. I believe I, I might be there. I might be hitching a ride. Oh. Hell yeah. For you, AJ. That's it. Boom. Boom. How about Thank that? You. All we needed was oh. a little positive, positive possum. Come on.
Hey, we're going to get a hole-in-one, too. I think one of us, Hell we're yeah. both most likely are going to get hole-in-ones uh, this Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. And we get that boat. Yeah, we got to buy two a sweet boat, too. A lot of opportunities for hole-in-ones out there. Let's go. Why not? Yeah, especially with the the yardage, you, you being that dialed in with the yardage. Yeah. Yeah, you were close last year. Fair. You were a couple okay. times. Every times. every time on the boat hole. A couple times. Let's do it again. Yeah, why not? Yeah, Who says no? Let's do it. All right, let's and drive that boat back to Indy once you win it. Hell yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah. I think I'll I'll have to go from Lake Tahoe to the Pacific Ocean through Lolita's. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'll hop up over her Frenston area. Yep. And I'm going down around Mississippi. Yep, taking Mississippi all the way up. And then I'm hopping on a river probably. Yep. Uh, just high. borrow just borrow Ursa's plane. Yeah, put it in there. Put it in the four foot. Tell him I need two foot of water, not four foot of water. <laughs> just two. So I'll get two cheaper. It's half the price. This fucking guy. I'm How many full-size whales have flown? Tens of millions of dollars for Lolita yeah. to fly. She's got to be the only one. It's uh, had to have happened before. One of, you mentioned one that it lived Coco? out like in a netting system, right? Did that thing actually, is it still living in some kind of netting? Driving. That's a good question. Mm. No, it reunited with its family, just like Lolita's going to do. Hey, Hell yeah. big shout out to Jim. <laughs> Boom. Zito at work as quickly yes. as he possibly could. Yeah. He's watching the... Avatar 2 and said this movie would be a lot better if Lolita was maybe doing a little something. Yep. Say Lolita. She's a Buddhist. What a hilarious. Unbelievable. She's happy. She just kind of lays back. I didn't know her tank mate blasted his head off. Didn't love that one. That's terrible. All right. That happens. Big thanks to Peyton Manning, Jim Irsay, and all of you for allowing us to do this every single day. Sean Sharania stopped by today as well. Mm -hmm. Broke some news on Wemby being all the way back. Here we go. Didn't tell us anything about whether or not he chatted with Britney Spears. We'll follow up with that. Chief Saholic has been arrested. You can sleep easily. Mm-hmm. Hell of a day today. Shout out to the talks table. One half of the hammer. Done. Cowboys. Everybody in the back. Everybody else in the building. AJ Hawk, you're the man. See you all tomorrow, and then we're off. For the foreseeable future. Yes. That's a long time. Yeah, but when we get back, it's right. going to be, you know, 30-something days. We're right in it. Yes. And there's going to be new stuff in here, I That's think. That's right. Uh-huh. Sweet. And D-Hop and, you know, Dalvin might be somewhere. Oh, and Anthony Richardson might have cracked through the whole, you know, pay was 313. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Are we going to get eyes on him? I did not like that he said... Peyton played a lot of college football, yep. and he was 3-13. and 13. Yeah, he didn't say that. Yeah, that was a good little lead-in. Oh, okay. Well, also, Jack Leonard has a chance. Self handicap. Yep, that was their team was terrible then. Yeah, true. Now the team's pretty good. He could be sure. sandbagging too. Just lower expectations. Yeah. Sound real good for oh, yeah. middle linebacker. Yes. smart. What does Shinzu say though? Be weak when strong. So Shaq Leonard is not playing. Yeah, I don't know. That sounded a little concerned. That was odd. Yeah. Jonathan Taylor's healthy, though. Well, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it all out for tomorrow. You are the best. Be a friend. Tell a friend something nice. It might change their life. Goodbye.